0: Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys and a Mic with your hosts, Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. There's an important message waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance, The Truth About Child Loss by The Christian Jaden Project, available now on Spotify. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.RenegadeSoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You are worth it. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to our uh, midweek edition of our podcast. This is Two Guys and a Mic. I am one of your hosts. I am Ron Pierce, better known and, as RQ. And I'm the most handsome host of the two. Big time. <laughs> We all have an opinion, don't we? (laughs) Uh, So these weeks are going by kind of fast. You know, now that we've kind of locked down certain uh, certain parameters for our show. So I find myself, and I don't know if if Sean will agree to this, but I find myself kind of you know, I'm in spots because I used to work on the road, so I'm Used to being gone, home, gone, home. But since this COVID stuff, I've been mostly at home. Uh, not necessarily, not traveling as the way that I was traveling before. And I found myself getting into comfortable pockets of not necessarily working so hard. But with the show, I've been, like, surprising myself. Like, I wake up like, oh, shoot, I got to watch this game. You know, I got to make sure I see this. I got to make sure, are you going through the same stuff or is it just me? Am I the only maniac over here? <laughs> no, I mean, it's same here, man. Um, Like, I forgot the baseball game was on today. And I was like, well, that's something we need to talk about. So let me go ahead and, you know, turn that on real quick just to get an update and, and watch a few innings. And uh, just to let you guys know, um, the Dodgers and Braves are playing right now, fourth inning. Braves are up 2 to 0 but the Dodgers are killing them right now 15 to 1 in the top of the 4th. Well, so they got to get this win. Uh if, if you're the Dodgers and we'll, and we'll we'll get into uh the Major League Baseball playoffs, uh the ALCS as they're as they're uh traditionally called um a little bit later into the show, but we're going to lead in today cuz it's uh midweek show is it's it's the nfl so the nfl actually for the first time in i, I think forever uh just ended yesterday that uh week had tuesday night football for the first time yeah, in seven yeah, years, yeah. something like that so so for the first time in a long time uh the the week just ended yesterday and we have a thursday night game. no no there's no <laughs> thursday night game this week right uh I don't you know, think they might Thursday be night game. They, they moved the game to Monday too. They moved the uh, Chiefs. The Chiefs and, uh, the Chiefs and I, I, so I don't think that there's a. I don't think that there's a Thursday night game. Well, we're about to find out because of how they had to 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 uh, handle the week. I think, but don't quote me because all I do is talk sports. I don't know. I don't know many facts. <laughs> see, let's <laughs> see. Uh, you're right. There is no Thursday night game this <laughs> that, that, week. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And there's so, two Monday night games, so it's the Chiefs and Bills at five. Oh, okay. Then, you know, so it's almost bandwagon. like opening day. It's almost yeah. like opening opening week rather. Yep. And then you oh. got the Cardinals and America's Bandwagon um, yeah. Monday night. So. All right. Even with the lack of a Thursday night game. Thursday, and I think the 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 big thing about a Thursday night game is. For us as Browns fans, we traditionally lose ourselves from Sunday to uh, Wednesday. We're angry. We're frustrated. And it's somewhere Wednesday afternoon. We start to kind of turn the page. And by Thursday, we've completely forgotten not not completely forgotten. but We've gotten into a point where we feel like we're okay. Moving on to Sunday, and as angry as we were, now we're not so angry. So we're OK with whatever happened, and we're OK with being grounds fans, again, and supporting our team again. So that's one of the keys to this Wednesday uh, show is that we kind of catch that right at the at that you know, cusp. And with us being 4-1 for the first time and since we were like 10, 11 years old, Maybe we can make you guys uh understand the a the 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 fervor that we have, the excitement that we have, but maybe we can also drag you guys out of your uh conundrums and into some level of excitement because Sunday is a huge game it's a huge game still a week, baby. We've had three huge games in a row if you want to say that. The Cowboys, uh, the Colts was was a test too, and now we have our divisional test, uh, one of our what we call a rivalry, but it really hasn't been a rivalry. We'll be honest about that, Um, which is like Sean just said, the Steelers week. This time, it's time to show up or shut the hell up. That's how we look at it here in the AFC North, or as uh, uh, the the, you know uh, the Steelers coach said. Uh, earlier was it today or yesterday but he said hey man I ain't got no problem going in the kitchen the AFC North is like the kitchen man it's like the house it's like the, the hot place in the house right and it and it really is it's a tough place to play it's always hot in the AFC North and the feeling and the thought has always been if you can get out of the AFC North you can win the Super Bowl so being Competitive in the AFC North is really big uh for the Browns. So you know what's crazy? What's we've up? never we've never won the AFC North. We have not, not since it's been the North. Now we've won the Central plenty. We won the AFC Central. Right, but we but since it's been called the AFC North, we've never uh, and I think they changed it. I want to say right before we moved to Baltimore. So I want to say whenever jacksonville and tennessee because remember when they came into the league yeah had yeah individual yeah we had those it was crazy for some reason they added both of them into uh the afc central at well, the time well you know the titans well they're already there that's right they, they, were, they were already, already there because they were used to it gets moved from from houston right yeah so, so that i understand why and actually it made more sense when they were in nashville you know once they moved to that because they were closer right uh regionally right. anyway but um so because this week is so big, we're gonna do something a little bit different. We talked about it a little bit in, a, in our Sunday night show, but we brought it to fruition. We're actually gonna bring in for the first time in uh, Two Guys in a Mic history. We're going to bring in a guest, someone else, someone else's voice, someone else's opinion, Someone else's thought outside of myself, outside of Sean. I mean, and he's so far outside, we were, we're still contemplating on letting him in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, because it's Pittsburgh week. So what we have or who we have, should I say, is a gentleman that is born and raised in, uh, uh, excuse me, Western Pennsylvania, so he's a lifelong Steelers fan. He's not like one of these guys that just decided the Browns left, so I'm going to root for the Steelers. He's not one of those crappy. He's not one of those people. Yeah, he's like, not one you of those. don't even people. call him a person, a real human. Yeah, you, <laughs> I at least can give him some credit because this has been his team ever since I've known him. I've known him for 25 years. Uh, we were in the Air Force together, and uh, we'll bring him in. in a a hot second, but I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of a backstory. So, you know, bear with us while we try to, you know, make this connection. Trust and believe he's worth having in this in this uh, conversation. I love him. His name is Mark Stover. And we're gonna We're going to add him in to uh, two guys in a mic. Mark, are you there? He probably got to get his audio and all yeah, that probably stuff. probably take him a little while to hooked in to get in. But while he's trying to get himself in, uh, again, we're we're Air Force veterans, uh, Mark and I. Um, we spent a lot of time together. We we've done a lot of stuff together. He's, he's in. He's in. Is he the enemy in? is in. I can't see him.
1: I, I can't see hear.
0: him. Connect your uh connect your mic, homie. Oh, there he, all that, here, and here I see he all is. See all that ugly black and gold back there. Here he is. What here a you know. I, <laughs> I did, listen. Here I am giving this dude a glowing, a glowing backdrop, and he's coming in like a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Ron, you know you, me. Ron? I'm not wearing half the stuff I was gonna wear. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Mark? Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. You too. I've, I love what you guys are doing. I've, I've listened to a few of them. Appreciate so, it. Enjoy.
0: I'll say this. Let me. Let me. Let me do the filler. The filler work here. So, Sean and I have been friends for close to thirty-five years. We met when we were like between uh, ten and eleven, and Mark and I again were in the Air Force together. So we're we're about twenty-five years in, but. These two guys are probably my two best friends to me, my two closest folks that I talk to and kind of confide in or whatever. But this is the first time that they've ever been in any circle collectively, and so this is actually kind of special. Even though one of my friends is a bigger jerk than the other jerk that I'm. A <laughs> <with>. So, <laughs> but uh, as we as we kind of get ourselves ready for Browns-Steelers week, which is in Pittsburgh, by the way. It's in uh, uh, whatever the hell that catch-up stadium is called.
1: Um, It's named after your favorite wide receiver. (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: I hate Hounds for it. Uh, Listen, don't we all. Don't Don't we all. Running around with a pot belly. (laughs) Just my smile friend. on his face, Look,
1: killing us. Just running the shit out of a route. Right. Everyone's brought <laughs> up Eric Metcalf the other day. I threw up. He's probably running a punt back in my backyard right now.
0: He he can't stop running punts back. No. So as we get into Steelers week, Sean, can you give me your, uh, your thoughts as we get ready to go into this game? Uh, some of your pregame stuff. What do you think we need to do? What do you, what have you seen uh, in the past four weeks or four games that the Steelers have played? Uh, Go ahead with your Um, team. um, The first thing that I noticed is that Pittsburgh's defense has improved even from last year, man. They had a great defense last year and they look to be a lot more ferocious um, this year. A lot of team speed um, on that front seven. So, um, the main thing is we're going to have to protect Baker Mayfield and make sure that he's comfortable um, in that pocket because I know um, that Tomlin is a smart coach. So he's going to try to do everything he can to take away our strengths, which is the running game and put that game in Baker's hands. And yeah, Baker still- this Baker's um, has been like a little bit shaky. He hasn't played horrible, but just average. But at some point um, there's going to come a time when the game has to be on his shoulders. So, and I think this will be one of them. So, Need to get him in a rhythm early, um, get some nice quick completions in, and get him into a rhythm, and uh, and protect Baker, man. So that's the main thing. And then two, um, stop Pittsburgh's running game. Uh, they got Connor snail has been playing pretty well. I think they have a third guy. Uh, Mark, what's the third McFarlane. running back you guys have? McFarland. McFarland. Okay. Even when he's gotten in, he's looking He played, good. He played pretty good last week too, actually. He right.
1: Ran. He ran decent
0: last week. Right, so um, Big Ben hasn't been able to throw the ball downfield a lot yet with accuracy. So I think they're going to try to, you know, rely on their running game as well. And uh, you know, with their weakness in our defense right now, man, that's definitely something we have to um, be aware of. So those are my thoughts going into Sunday. Okay, uh, I agree with with uh, with the majority of that. But before I get into to mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the floor up, and I, I may regret this in, in, in a minute. But <laughs> I'm going to open the floor up to, to Mark. Mark, I, I want to ask you to give me your take from a Pittsburgh fan, a real actual Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, uh, Steelers fan's perspective. What do you see going into uh, into this game? What are you guys' concerns, if you have any, for uh, for our team? And what do you have for your team, if you have any?
1: Well, Ron, the interesting thing is, as you know, I've lived here for seven years. <laughs> I've, seen, I've <laughs> seen more Browns games in the last seven years than Steelers games. I've been to your stadium more than I've been to mine. Uh, so, you have, you have. So I have a unique perspective on this. I listen. I listen to ninety-two-three, the fan. Well, that's
0: yeah. awful. But well, go ahead.
1: Oh, well, it can be. But I mean, <laughs> it, 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 so I'm not. I'm not coming at this from a. You know, I'm not coming up here from from Bellevue outside of Pittsburgh with no exposure to the reality that is the the ongoing evolution and finally, in my opinion, progression of Browns football. You guys are in a very interesting situation right now because I texted or I messaged you you're a quarterback away the other day he's the only question mark I got to be honest with you he's the only question mark I got yeah could you use a middle linebacker for sure are you a safety or two in need yeah but those are complementary pieces that that rounded out when Ben was winning Super Bowls it wasn't because he was out there throwing for 380 yards a week it was because there was a defense there and they could run the ball that's the kind of team we have now. Um, and if you, if you want to have some fun watching Ben throw deep, look up a dude named Chase Claypool. No, listen, I don't
0: want to talk about Chase Claypool yet. You just <laughs> stop talking about his ass until we get to that point. <laughs> okay.
1: but, uh, let me get off the Steelers back to the Browns. The Browns can run the ball. The Browns are doing great things in play action and what and the the reason I bring up Baker is every week though there's been one what looks to be unnecessary interception trying to trying to force a ball in there don't need to be forced once he figures out that he can just throw it out of bounds and there's no harm in punting you guys have a good punter there's no harm in punting the ball sometimes but you, you throw that pick and never mind how that flips the field and what the, the next team does with the mental part of that, that getting inside his head is something you just don't even want to be dealing with. So uh, the Browns are very interesting right now because if this kid figures it out, you guys are, forget relevant. You're important to the NFL for the next 10, 12, 15 years. I agree with that. I can't believe it, but I agree. That's fair. You've got be, a, be a fair uh, a perspective. You have a hall of fame or You have you have this dude on your team right now. Yeah. You, you have this generation's mean Joe. The dude can do it all. Absolutely. You find eventually you'll find another pass rusher. You'll plug a hole in your, in your secondary. But you've got talent at two all pro wide receivers. You have an all pro at that. At, uh, and, and don't tell the coach this. If you watch Gronkowski play us over the last several years, just run your tight end straight down the middle. You'll have fun all day long.
0: Down the scene. You're absolutely but right.
1: Run your tight end on us down the scene. It's gotten better since we got Minka and, and Devin because they can both run a bit. But, man, it, it, all, all, all what's-his-name Belichick had to do was say, uh, with no sleeves on, run Gronk right down the middle and watch a 30-yard completion.
0: It's always a so. problem for you guys. Like, Gronk is the guy who beats you guys. Him oh, and yeah. Belichick just putting those plays together where they just run up that scene, get into those one-on-one situations, and that just that kills you guys every time.
1: That's so right. you're
0: absolutely right. And that's one thing we haven't really done yet this season, is really utilize our tight ends. We're starting to get Hooper in the mix a little bit more week to week. Um, the the tie, Who's the rookie? What's his name? Harrison uh, Bryant? Yeah, Harrison Bryant. He looks pretty good, but we haven't really featured our tight ends. And I think with having – Odell and Jarvis on the outside, plus with the running game, at some point, I mean, we should be able to really attack the middle of the field know, with I, our tight ends as Mark. Look, what have out. I been asking for from 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 the first time that we started really doing the show on a regular basis? I've been saying we gotta get the tight ends involved because you have to develop that rhythm for Baker. I don't know if it's gonna be up to seam all the time. However, you gotta be able to get this dude right in some level of comfort, some level of a rhythm, whether it's a screen or whether it's just a short something where he feels like I can make this completion. So that's Mark and and Mark did. I'm sorry, Sean. Let me give me like no, no, you're you're good, good. you're good. Um Mark did message me and then he (laughs) and then he texted me (laughs) because I laughed at his comment. I only laughed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this in the show, I only laughed because he was right, but I didn't want him to know that he was right. The problem with that is, we've been knowing each other for 25 years, so he knew that that laugh meant <laughs> Man, I was full of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, listen, I, I have written Baker, as much as I can ride him when he does things wrong. I think he has talent, but I'm, I'm questionable about him at certain points. And I'll get into that as we get a little bit further into yeah. to my part of the show, but go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that um, when you're developing a young quarterback, the two things that you want to give him to help him is a, a good tight end and a running game. That's something easy. They can always fall back on it. So um, and Stefanski's a smart guy. So I think um, going forward, I think you're going to see our tight ends, you know, use a little bit more, especially with Njoku. I um, hope so. I... Healthy. so. Now we have like three legitimate tight end, pass catching tight ends um, that we can take advantage of. So I hope so. Uh, so, Mark, go ahead and give us uh, your, uh, your thoughts about Pittsburgh and, and what they have available or what you think these guys do well and what you think going into this game is going to help them win and or potentially lose. I know you don't think they're going to lose, but just, you know, just give me your take on that. bro.
1: Well, you know, better than anybody. I don't ever pretend like they can't lose. Um, you you we were talking in either last show or the show before about people you're kind of breaking the Browns balls about, yeah, but you ain't played nobody. No, but you won games you had to win. You know, it ain't your fault who showed up, but you beat them. You beat them. And in the past, I remember it being at Applebee's and Astor Beal a couple years ago. You guys are playing the Jags. You were up and all Joe Hayden didn't have to do was let that cat get by him on a double move. And what happened? Joe bit on the double move, touchdown, you lost a game. You had no business <laughs> losing. And over the last several years, there was a bunch of those. Sometimes one score games. Too many. Way too yeah. many. What yeah. happens, what happens with good teams is they they start winning those games that they have to win. And, you know, you end up being with 11, 12 wins like that. So it ain't the Steelers' fault that they've had, quote, an easy schedule either. But in the past, I've seen seen Steelers teams lose. Good Lord, over the last 10 years, if I saw the Raiders on there and it said Steelers by seven and a half, I'm like, we ain't going to win that game. And haven't most of the time. So the Steelers currently can run the ball a bit, and Ben's only having to throw for about 230 a week, and if Ben Roethlisberger is throwing for 230 and two touches and no picks every week, yeah, yeah, that's, look yeah, at that's a problem. That's a problem. I don't need Ben Roethlisberger throwing for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. We didn't win garbage when he was doing that, because that meant we couldn't run the ball. And it meant also, he has to throw it a lot, because the defense is given up killer points. This is not that defense. This defense is for real. They can, I mean, I I'm not dismissing what my man did from Philly uh, running back. Broke off that 70-yard run the other day. But Hilton, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was the only one he had.
1: Yeah, and but had he – if Milton, if Hilton had not missed that tackle in the, in the gap, he stopped right there at the last few So, no one's running the ball on us, really. Kareem can. Hopefully, he don't. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the key. If Baker's dropping back 40 times, we're, we're going to win that game.
0: And that's what we don't need, as a as from the Browns' perspective, uh, perspective, we do not need. I've said that for weeks.
1: You don't want you don't T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, and and old ass not. Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt getting forty opportunities to go and hurt that young man because they're good at what they, they're good at what they do. Um, last year, one hundred percent?
0: Last year, year before last, uh, Mark and I went to. Uh, uh, that shitty stadium that's right there on the river uh in Pittsburgh and let me tell you something Stefan toett was standing in the end zone right we were only about fifteen rows off the off the end zone he might be the he was almost as big as the goddamn goalpost <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger human being in my life other than check like he was huge. He looked like he wasn't even real. Like, he looked fake. He was hungry. Yeah, he looked like he's always (laughs) there. Hungry. (laughs) That's what the hell he looked like. All right, well, I guess it's on me. So, as the biggest, or one of the biggest uh, Pittsburgh haters that could possibly ever live, I'm going to be honest this week, man. Ben... Looks uh, pretty good on his road back to being healthy, uh, on his road to back to being back uh, the quarterback of, of the Steelers. Last week he threw for three touchdowns, which gave him 10 for the season, and he's only got one pick. And kind of piggybacking on uh, what Mark was, was alluding to, they got this kid. His name is uh, Chase Claypool. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give him, you know, any other receiver that they've had. I'm not gonna give him their thing. I'm not gonna say he's like A. B. because he's, he's not like A. B. No. Uh, I'm not even gonna say he's like. Anybody else that we've seen them have? He's a stretch guy, but he's also a guy that can play in the scene. He's also a guy that can run across and catch. He's a route runner. He's not just a, a, a streaker down the field. This kid is special, um, and he's special, special. Now, AB was special, a but AB is five foot ten. You know, he's my size. You know, this kid has a little bit of size on him, a little bit, and he can catch. He can just freaking catch the ball. And he causes problems uh, for a guy. So, you know, we've had issues with our defensive backs. So that's one of the things that I'm concerned with, watching that dude run up and down the field. Ben is a smart quarterback. I don't give a shit if he's hurt. I don't give a shit if he's, uh, you know, half hungover (laughs) Ben has kind of done a number on <clears throat> Browns over his career, and especially man, we have a ton of injuries in our secondary. And team right we got now. a shit ton of injuries in the in the, in our uh, defensive backfield, so that's that's a concern. Uh, Claypool can oh, be a, really, uh, a nuisance. Really, Mark, I'm Sean, I'm just okay. That's all right. That's, that's listen. That's, that's what he. Issue. It's okay. Trust me. This is what this jerk does, which is why he's a jerk. Um. <laughs> Claypool had like seven catches, 110 10 yards last week, and three touchdowns. Been through three touchdowns. So who do you think his favorite receiver can or might be coming into this week? Might be Claypool. So we gotta we gotta focus on that kid. Um, and you know if 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 you guys hadn't said it enough, I'll, I'll say it again. Pittsburgh's defense is really really good, like really good again. But they're better than they were, I'd say, last year, and, and definitely better than they were the year before that. They've always they're hung so their good. Hands. You know what? And, and and they're so good that they added five years of Joe Hayden's career. Right. He's able to play off. He doesn't have to play man to man anymore. He's a yeah, I was gonna say he's he's a slot guy now. So yeah. he's gone from having to cover the the your number one guy, because imagine this, he'd have to cover Claypool if he was here. But if he were here, had he stayed here, he probably wouldn't be in a league right now. Right, and plus because Pittsburgh can get pressure, but just the front four, he, know, he doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't have to cover the receiver that long. Here, man, he had to cover the receiver for 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> and like. wait, and he had to be ten yards off of. Right. By the way, uh, based on our defensive coordinators, um, so uh, Pittsburgh's defense is really good. They're second in the league versus the run. Uh, They had five sacks last week, 11 quarterback hits, 11 quarterback hits, which is a stupid number. Uh, And they've had 20 sacks in in their four games. So, again, we're talking about something really, 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 really stupid in terms of numbers. However, I just tend to believe that they've played they played inferior teams in certain angles. It doesn't take anything away from their defense, and I'm not trying to do that. I'm just keeping things even. I don't know that the the guys that they played were equal to them across uh, that line. It's tough to be equal to them across the line, uh, defensive line towards whatever offensive line they're playing. It's difficult to have a running back that's really that good, but I watched them destroy – Uh, Barkley, I think that was. Oh, they won. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys are are legit. Now, moving towards the Browns, I don't think that they've seen, uh, they being uh, the Steelers, I don't think they've seen an offensive line as good as ours. The offensive line is playing great. Uh, Bill Callahan has done an awesome job putting those dudes together. Um, we're not necessarily road grading guys we're just doing the technical stuff right we're getting opening up the right holes for the guys they don't have to do too much dancing in the backfield so it's been working now last week against um the colts we didn't necessarily run the way we want to run of course some of that had to do with um they have a good
1: run with, running uh, seven.
0: Nick, with yeah. uh i'm sorry what was that
1: the but Coles you guys think it was run defense, though? Maybe.
0: No, no, they do, and and I don't, I, and I'm not taking anything away from them. They 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 actually played us really well. However, we didn't have Nick Chubb, and mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen how Nick Chubb uh, sized up versus them. I would have liked to have seen how Nick Chubb might size up against uh, the Steelers, to be honest with you. But I don't. Um, I think Kareem is capable. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think, I think uh, our offensive line is good enough to allow us to do certain things that we need to do in the run game. Uh, our run game last week, we just weren't persistent. We, we didn't get off the ball like we normally uh, had leading into that game. And I think we're going to have similar problems this week. So I see, having said that, I see Baker having to be a bigger part of the game. That's a bit scary for me, but I'm going to go another way f- for the second and then I'll get into that bigger uh, thought. Um, yeah, we just got to stay committed to that run uh, because it's got to be something to slow those guys down. And I also think we got to go short passes a lot too just to keep those guys off Baker's ass and to keep them out of the back, uh, the, you know, the offensive backfield. Um. again, those defensive backs versus Ben and, and those guys, that just, to me, we're not equipped to handle that, so that just means that that line has to get pressure. We gotta get pressure. We gotta pressure Ben. We gotta get in Ben's face. We gotta knock Ben down. We gotta, you know, right. we gotta create a ruckus in that offensive backfield. We cannot just sit back and hope that a Hall of Fame quarterback that's actually had time and is actually playing well right now is just going to all of a sudden not play well because he's playing the damn Browns. You know what I mean? Like He's going to have to uh, defensively, we're going to have to Joe Woods Woods is going to have to crank those guys up and get them together. Joe Woods, by the way, for those of you guys who don't know, is the Browns uh, defensive coordinator. He's going to have to dial up some shit We've played, we've played good, even even in those situations where we didn't necessarily think that we were gonna play good, we've played good. So, we have to play even better um, going into this game. I mean, we lead the league in in uh, turnovers, takeaways. We got uh, 12. Miles Garrett is a, as Mark pointed out, Mean Joe Green. He's a goddamn animal. Um, He can, you know, take on two or three guys. However, we're going to need some from Olivier. We're going to need some from from Sheldon. The Browns have to be creative going into this game. Now, my last point is Baker Mayfield. He's going to have to make a play. Or two. Or three. He's going to have to make a throw. Or six. (laughs) He's going to have to be better than we've seen him be. And I agree with Mark. I don't like agreeing with Mark when it comes to sports. But he's absolutely correct uh, about Baker. Baker's going to have to make, I think, in this game, he's going to have to make a play. And Baker is awful in the fourth quarter. You know what? I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me ask you this because this is something that's been on my mind. What do you think has led to baker's lack of confidence because when he came in that game was it a thursday night game against the jets and made his debut he was full of confidence wasn't hesitated letting the ball rip a good accuracy um and he played that way the rest of the season now when you go back and look at those numbers there were some games where he was low inaccurate where his completion percentage was maybe just above 50 but he always kept that that edge that confidence when he knew that he could go out there and win a football game. And all of a sudden last year, you know, with Freddie at the helm, he never looked comfortable. He didn't look comfortable all season. I can't remember one game where he looked, looked confident. Even, even in some of those games we won, he didn't really look Right. Confident. This year, you've seen flashes of the confidence, but it's not consistent. The Cincinnati game, you saw him look confident. The first half against Indianapolis, you saw him look confident. The other games were kind of, um, you know, um, touch and go. So what do you think is the main reason why Baker doesn't have the same confidence as he did in 2018? Uh, I think it's a kind of a layered situation. So I think what he had being a rookie – was the same thing a lot of other rookies have you get guys that you come in the league and guys don't have a lot of tape on you guys don't really know how to play. you, So you kind of draw a couple of plays in the dirt. You play pretty well. You do what you normally like to do blah blah blah. Well, that's really just a sample size and guys get a chance to go back, and, and and God forbid, guys get an opportunity to go back, not just for a game or two. These guys get, you know, eight, nine games of tape. And an offseason. To figure you out. Now, you felt like, as the quarterback, if you're Baker, you feel like, oh, I did great. Now, you know, like I know, when Baker came in to camp last year, and when Baker came into the season last year, he was fat. True. He wasn't in shape. He got married. True. He went on vacations. He kind of went and hung out a little bit. Did Baker about was 35 done. million commercials. Yeah. And, you know? and, and 35 million commercials. Baker did not put the work in. So I think there's a part, uh, he didn't put the same kind of work in, let me say. I don't I don't want to say he didn't do any work. He didn't do the important work if he did any work. Uh, He didn't keep himself in shape and he didn't allow himself to get immersed in what the Browns actually are. He just assumed I'm back in Norman. I'm, I'm good. I can just show up and I'll be baked, you know, the bake show. And that's just it. You have to be better than that. This is the NFL. You got defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen that run as fast as you do. You know, not to mention, the edge guys, you're talking about outside linebackers that's running like they uh, freaking uh, wide receivers. So you have to understand that the NFL is way more complex, the game is way quicker, and you have to commit yourself. I think that Baker didn't commit himself, and that did mess with his head. And I don't think he's ever had the level of scrutiny. This is Cleveland, bro. I know it's not New York. I know it's not Los Angeles. But this is Cleveland. When we are New York when it comes to the Browns. When it comes yeah, to the Browns, yeah, we, are, we, are, we are pretty yeah, hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are New York when it comes to football. We want our quarterback to be like Bernie was. Bernie was always ready. He wasn't the most athletic, but he was always ready. So I think that is the problem with, with Baker. I think he's trying to figure that part out because, again, When you've always been told that you're great, and then you start having people regularly say, you ain't that great, dude. I think it does mess with your psyche. That's what it does. He was humble. He was was humble. Yeah, he got humble, and that's what I think. Uh, Mark, tell me what you think, man, Uh, coming from the outside looking in. What do you think?
1: Sean just said the word I had in my mind because... I've been thinking about a couple guys. I got in an argument with somebody the other day about uh, Phil Rivers being a a first ballot Hall of Famer. I said, hell no, not first ballot. But numbers, 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 numbers. I'm like, you please point to me in December, in January, more importantly, where this dude won you a game. And he doesn't. Uh, Flacco, same guy, except for one year where he had, I don't know what happened. He was magical that year. Joe Flacco's suit that year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's all about what, what are you willing to do and can you do it when it matters? And Baker is on, what, his third offensive coordinator? His fourth. Third, fourth. Fourth, okay. He's, so he's always been great, had his butt kicked, comes here. My first impression of him was, okay, this is Johnny Manziel with two more IQ points, <laughs> I'm you, he's a better quarterback than Manziel in every way, without question. He's the best quarterback. He can he can he can throw it deep. He can throw it, he can throw a dart, he can he can run. Not you know, he's not the fastest dude, but he can definitely run. He can uh-huh. extend plays, he can do everything. But now it's good, how bad does he want to work for it? And if he's if he's gonna be the hardest working dude you got. You guys have a great situation ahead of you, but he's got he's got to want to be that was what made a b great for us. He was the hardest working dude we had until he lost his mind <laughs> <laughs> If Baker is willing to be studying you know just just be studious with it, work hard. Yep. Figuring that kind of stuff out, uh, and and w- and figure out how to win games late. Figure out how to win games you shouldn't win. Figure out how to be in games.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, I, I you know I'm I'm talking like a Homer, but I got to, I had the blessing of watch Ben for 15 years or whatever it's been. And he's fat. And he is. Yeah. But what? Went- But what that dude has done for me over the years is I don't panic in games when we're down. I just don't panic because we've seen it too many times. You and I have been to those games.
0: I was just, look, I was hoping that you weren't going to bring
1: that.
0: Too many games, man. I was hoping that you were not going to bring (laughs) that. There have been games. He made me sick to my stomach. In the fourth quarter, he always pulls a play. You can't sack him in the fourth and you know he's gonna do something. He's gonna make a big play some at some point in that fourth quarter
2: to at pull that. At some game
0: point, out. you know. At some point, you know he's gonna do something. And I mean, I, we were we were at a game that the Browns, uh, Mark and I were at a game. The Browns were winning the entire game. I wish I was lying when I'm when I'm getting ready to say. I wish I was lying. We were up like 13, 14 points in the in the second quarter, and Mark was like, okay, all right. So then we score another touchdown. Now we have like 20 points. Everybody around him is going berserk. He's like, it's all right. We, we still got time, right? It has rained. It has snowed. It has sleeted. It has hailed. I'm not joking. I had a pocket full of water in my coat. Like I, It was all kind of crazy in the stadium.
1: The drunk dude, remember the drunk dude wanted to fight
0: me? The drunk dude. <laughs> the drunk, dude, which is a lot of drunk dudes, so it's it's hard to decipher. It was the man. however Mark <laughs> just kept this kind of retarded, like, nope, I'm good. Nope, nothing's happening. I'm okay. And Ben Rollisberger in the fourth freaking quarter, coming towards us, by the way, threw three touchdowns. And 210 yards, I think? I remember in that game. Freaking quarter. and won the game. game. I could not believe it. That was and also a true. game where, where they had a phantom roughing the pass. He threw an interception. And because yeah. we blocked them on the return, they called a roughing the passer and gave the ball back. I've never seen that call before that game. and never seen it since. Ain't seen it since. So, yeah, another <laughs> – they right. make them up for the browns you know they make up rules for the browns man i was that was and, ah, look, that was also it. the game that i got peanuts thrown at me uh, pulling into
1: uh, the parking lot am i correct uh, mark that's right they they i was driving and i'm wearing this and uh, they took the money and they yelled peanuts and then they repeated down the way <laughs> peanuts and i'm like what's that and she's like you'll see and when we turned the corner because of me they covered my car in peanuts
0: and hard shell peanuts not just regular peanuts, <laughs> Man, even sell peanuts. and yeah. I had the window down and I'm like no I'm a Browns fan and they were throwing them at me like yeah well you brought his ass yeah. <laughs> right. it was all
1: bad all we could do was laugh because you know I'm dumb but I
0: that's Cleveland fans for you I know how to
1: act in Cleveland
0: Right, and it's mild now. It's nowhere near how bad. I did like the whole stadium. It's not nothing like how
1: it was. And if you remember the next year, this is Romeo Cornell, Derek Anderson, I believe. You guys were up twenty to seven or twenty to nothing. I was driving to Omaha. I had to listen to this game on on uh,
0: XM. Right, you were listening to XM, right?
1: And similarly, I'm like, I was I was annoyed that they were down that much, but I'm like, you just you, you don't. You, you don't panic when you've got a quarterback like that because he's shown you time and again that he can handle it. And Baker can be that because he has the arm strength. He has – he's got the tools. He's You'd like got to the ability to hire, but
0: – just needs oh, to get the confidence God. back. It's you
1: know, got to be in one,
0: his head. He's got Go ahead, Sean. I'm saying, one thing I observed, it seems like Stefanski is treating Baker like he's a rookie um, with the new system. Because um, I noticed, like when when Big Ben's rookie year, um, also Russell Wilson's maybe first two years, they didn't um, put too much pressure on those guys to make plays. They relied heavily on the run game as they learned the system and then became better passers later. And I think that's what he's doing with with Baker, saying, "Hey, you know, we you know this has been your fourth head coach and fourth coordinator in three years. His head is probably swimming." probably trying to simplify the game for him right now um, and you're utilizing your strengths so I, so that's kind of what I'm seeing from he's kind of treating him with kid gloves without making him a game manager I don't think he's making him a game manager necessarily yeah, I, don't I don't think so I just think he doesn't want to put too much on his plate with a new system and I think as the season goes along you may see different um, plays in a repertoire start to come out as Baker gets a little bit more familiar with the offense and gets more comfortable with those guys. Cause even with that being said, you know, the roster has been changing um, over the last few years too. You know, you have a few mainstays, but you're still adding different pieces and parts and along with the new system. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to, um, you know, get comfortable. I think so. And I, and I, I, uh, I agree with that sentiment. I actually, you know, I agree with what Mark was saying as well. Like at the end of the day, I mean, the the best players that have ever played always put in the work. I don't care what sport it is. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, from football to basketball to baseball, all all of our major sports, also the NHL, the guys that uh, I just read an article earlier today where it said Jimmy Butler was in the gym today. Greatness is made in the gyms and in the practice. I know uh, Allen Iverson was great. And, but he didn't want to practice. That wasn't what he was saying. I know what he was saying. I've seen him talk about that since. However, everybody gets this idea of why Why do I need to practice? Why? Yeah. Listen, you have to put the work in. The stuff that LeBron does, the stuff that Michael Jordan did, the stuff that Magic did, the stuff that Larry Bird did, the stuff that uh, Jerry Rice did, the stuff that Montana did, The stuff that Tom Brady does still, he's 40 years old. Listen, I'm not that much older than that dude, and I'm not trying to get hit by no damn body. (laughs) Right. So to, to, to be that guy and to have that makeup, you're a different kind of guy, but you have to put that level of work in if you want to be that great or if you want to be that good because even the marginal guys put in work so you can't just go home and sit for two months, three months and think, "Oh, I'm I'm good." And look at the you work know, that Michael Vick didn't do. Michael Vick didn't I mean, think about did that at all that he would get the the DVDs of the playbook and just put them in his in Bro, his duffel bag or something like that. Think about think about that as good as we all know Michael Vick actually was. Are you kidding me? Think about if he would have put in the work. Right. Like to me, none of those guys are exempt. I'm not. I'm not suggesting any one guy is less exempt than the other. The work is the work, and we all know. I remember when Ben first broke in, and somehow he got to the AFC Championship game. That first he won like what was it? 10, 11 straight? Was it? how many Something games like he that? He yeah. did yeah. win twelve. Twelve straight. 12 got 12. to the AFC Championship game. And I kept saying to myself, I said, "This piece of shit is gonna be a problem." And guess what he did? He became a problem for us. Especially because, because he thought he was coming to the Browns. Remember, he said he thought he was getting drafted by us. And then He's he just torturing us every time. He just circles every time. Oh, right. you didn't pick me, so I'm 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 gonna make sure. But you got to put the work in to even say that stuff. So look at Miles Garrett. You remember on draft day, he said he wants to sack Ben Roethlisberger and everybody lost their minds? Mm -hmm. Guess what he did the first time he played Ben Roethlisberger? He sacked him. Nobody is questioning what he said right this second. You know why? Because he put the work in. The thing with Baker is Baker has to put the work in. And I'm not sure that Baker has always put the work in. Because it's always coming easy to Baker. Like the, the receivers that come to the team when he was in Norman, they were like, yo, you need to go get with Baker. But when OBJ came, hey, you better go holler at that dude. So to Baker, he like, "Man, what you talking about? When Jarvis came, oh, I mean, these dudes are all pros. You ain't even an all pro. My guy. you better go check these guys. You better go ask these guys what's popping. How do you want the ball? Where do you want the ball? Like the problem in sports now is that we water it all down and we lose sight of the guys that are really, really good and the guys that really make a difference in our locker rooms, whatever that locker room is. So you get into a locker room and you see you know, Jarvis Landry, he's just like, oh, well I'm on his team so he need to respect me. What? This is the dude that has the most receptions in four years that anybody who's ever played football. <laughs> but but you want him to respect you. Why? What work did you put in? You dig what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like, right. those That's are the things fun, that work actually does, man. So let's move on, because we can keep going on that tangent for, 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 the, rest, for the rest of the night. Um,
1: can I ask a quick question?
0: Uh, Go ahead.
1: How many times have you watched a replay of Derrick Henry tossing (laughs) tossing Norman? So,
0: my first first recollection of what happened, because I was in the car. Mark texted me yesterday. uh, Last night. I'm in the car. And he texted me, did you see that? Now, again, (laughs) this is 25 years worth of a relationship. He texts me. Did you see that? I didn't text you for what, like 30 minutes, 35 minutes or so? Yeah. I get home. I didn't want to answer it because I'm like, what is he talking about? What are you talking yeah. about? I get home, and one of the first things I see on Facebook is <laughs> Josh Norman <laughs> being yeah. thrown at least uh, four and a half yards away from, from this big monster. <laughs> And I said, "Oh, that's exactly what he's talking about." And I texted him back, like, "Yeah, that was unnecessary." He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, he just ragged out." Like, how did how did we know? How did I know that that's what he was talking about? That's twenty five years worth of a
1: damn. He's really going farther than Brandon Weeden through most passes. Uh,
0: well, well, uh, underhanded, the underhanded Brandon Weeden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was further. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> moving forward, I'm sorry. I can't believe this son of a bitch brought up Brandon uh Moving forward, so give us. We'll start with Sean. Sean, what's your prediction uh, for Sunday, and then we'll move on to Mark. Um, I don't we'll think. Portalize. Yeah, I don't think that we're ready quite yet to go in there and get a win. Not saying that we can't. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to try to prove a point and try to make us feel like we're still their little brother. And I don't know if we have the confidence yet to go in there and get that game. So I think Pittsburgh will pull it out, unfortunately. Um, although Vegas only has it at three and a half, which means probably a lot of money is coming on we the Browns. They got it at three and a half. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Yep. They have it at three and a half, so probably a lot of money is coming on the Browns. But um, I'm looking at something around like 28-17, Pittsburgh. I don't think we'll get blown all the way out. I think we'll kind of hang around and then Big Ben will do what he normally does and make some plays in the fourth quarter and pull away. Okay. Uh, Mark?
1: I just wonder with the lack of, of crowd how that would affect Baker because similar defense y'all lost there last year to Duck Hodges. Right. I'm Please sure. don't remind me. I'm sorry. Please son. don't
0: remind me. That, that happened. <laughs> I was sick. I, think I went to bed after that game. I did. I literally, I went to bed late in the dark for about an hour or two. Yeah. yeah, he didn't answer his phone. Trust me, he didn't answer his phone. I tried to call it. He he wouldn't. He wouldn't.
1: This, this team has constituted one eight games with those two clown quarterbacks last year. This is a tr- – if if you if you ain't four wins better with Ben in that defense, I don't know what to say. So that means we don't lose home games. Uh, I'm, and, again, I'm not saying – the Browns can't win. I just feel like at home right now, we're five points better. So I, and I don't even want to make it – I don't even – I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a two-point game. But I, I just feel like we'll win this one. And, uh, you know, by, by the time we come to play, you guys, who know they'll probably <laughs> magically the governor will be like, hey, in Ohio, everybody can go to the game at the same time. And, right, right. You know, we'll, we'll get to go to a full house. Um, I don't know. I like I like something maybe a little lower scoring, like 24.
0: 24-22 Steelers. 24-22
1: Steelers, you said? Coming, coming down to whoever thro- whoever makes that second-half turnover that they don't need to make.
0: And that usually is what happens in a Brown-Steelers game. It's all, Because it's always close. I mean, the thing that uh, Tomlin said earlier, uh, I want to say it was – I watched the interview today, but I don't know that he did the interview today. It may have been yesterday. But uh, he called the AFC North the kitchen. It's always hot in the kitchen. You have to be prepared to play in the kitchen. So uh, I agree with Stover that I don't see it being a high-scoring game. I actually predicted it. I mean, high being high high. I predicted it to be 2321 um, however, I'm taking the Browns. Uh, am I a homer? Sure, I don't give a shit. Um, but I think and I and listen and you know the scarier part is as I listened to Mark talk about the Steelers uh, last year, like that's that's a sentiment that I didn't put into my pick to be completely honest. Um, And he's absolutely right. Like, honestly, just being straight up and down, being objective. He's absolutely right. The the Steelers were defensively were really good last year. And their defense kept them in a lot of games. That those two quarterbacks or that offense, they couldn't even get a goddamn first down at times. And that defense just forced – a lot of those wins uh, to happen. So, I didn't think about that. However, I don't care. (laughs) I'm picking the Browns, 23-21, because we got to, at some point, we have to turn the corner. We do. We have to turn that corner. We got to turn the corner at some point. And to me, if we lose this game to this team within our division after already being uh, already having our asses handed to us from uh, uh, Baltimore earlier in the season in Game One, you know, come on, man, we have to man the fuck up at some point. And I'm, I'm putting my, I'm putting my money right this second with that three and a half, which ain't much, <laughs> but. That that minus three and a half. That's that's hanging over over the Steelers. For roll game, yeah, for a role game. Um, that One in Pittsburgh in quite a while. That's I was that surprised much. that the, the line was that low. Yeah, um, yeah, that ain't much, man. Let me was ask not... Mark a question. Let me ask Mark a question. Um, how does the city of Pittsburgh feel about the Brown Steelers rivalry right now? I know that Baltimore seems to be your number one rival, but traditionally the Browns have always been the Steelers' number one rival. But how does the city view um, the rivalry at this time?
1: So guys our age, okay, the first game my dad took me to Three Rivers Stadium, 1989, Browns, what was it, 51, Steelers 0? Zero. 0 oh, yeah, I remember that game. stupid-ass running in. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was my first
1: game. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we know what it was like when it was it was the other way. It was the Browns whooping us most of the time for decades, decades, decades. Um, the younger folk, all they've seen is, oh, Cleveland has a football team now? Okay. Oh, dummy. learn the history of football. Greatest football player ever lived played in, in Cleveland. Uh, go see his statue and, and bow down. Um, so guys our age maybe late thirties and older, they know better. And the younger kids don't have any appreciation of it. So when you repeatedly beat someone like that, you, you have to consider the circumstances. Why is it? Right. They, can't, they, they won't even allow themselves to have any continuity. It, be, it becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy of and really, Haslam was a minority owner in the Steelers. We thought yeah, he was yeah. paying attention. <laughs> like, I would accidentally shut up and watch watch the chief and then his kid and then his nephew. Hey, here's what you do you hire these people, leave them alone. <laughs> to do he wasn't
0: listening. Listen, he was running that like he was running a pilot J, man.
1: Yeah. He had to get his meds in on everything. Right.
0: (laughs) So why? That's one thing I'll give Haslam credit for. Now I haven't heard a peep out of him all season. Well, that's the best thing that's happened, honestly. uh, Him being out of the way might be the best thing that that has happened because I, I now and I'll give you a little piece of. I know how Mark Mark generally comes to Cleveland. I mean, and I ain't talking about he comes to Cleveland and he's like in a, in a you know, like a, a nondescript jumpsuit. The first time we went to the Browns game, this dude had on Steeler gloves. He had on like Steeler boots. And he, he kept saying, oh, I left some more Steeler shit in my car. I'm like, dude, what is your issue? <laughs> so we go to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Last year, a year before last, and I I was dressed in my, in my Browns garb, and legitimately, I'm not joking, I may have been the only Browns fan in that damn end zone. <laughs> I may have been the only Browns fan in that end zone. But I gave grief as much as I got grief, and the Steeler fans, as much grief as they gave me, they were actually pretty – uh, in terms of the of the rivalry, I got booed when we went to breakfast. Am I correct, Mark? You remember that? I got booed Rightly when I went so. to breakfast. Rightly so. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I got booed at breakfast the entire time because I had on all my brown stuff. Um, we got booed at the uh, at the tailgate when we walked up, except for when we met up with Mark's friends. They didn't boo me. They, they fed me. They gave me beer. Everything was good. Um and then when we got into the stadium, it was okay until I started standing up and cheering. Because we were winning at some point in that
1: game. Yeah. And that, I was that, whole first up, quarter, that whole first quarter, we couldn't complete a pass.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of an ugly game for the Steelers. But I was standing up every completion. I was standing up on every first down. I was standing up on every good defensive play. So as the game carried on and as the Steelers got their momentum going, you know, I, I started getting grief. There were people asking me to give me their hat, give me my hat. <laughs> I owed them money. I mean, it was, it was not cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, the, that lets me know that uh, the possibility of the rivalry that can be, it exists. It's there. And, and those were older fans, like Mark was kind of alluding to. I don't know that I encountered a lot of younger fans. I encountered a lot of guys that were close to, closer to our age, and they were giving me the most grief. Like, they couldn't wait. They were like, where are you going? Are you leaving? You can't leave yet. You'll stay here. T-. I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> you know, like, I'm high-fiving people on the way out. All right, we out, we out, we out. This is all good. But I think that rivalry, in terms of how Pittsburgh sees it, I mm-hmm. think they're going to give everybody grief that comes to their stadium, to be honest with you. But you know think, why
1: we want it? Huh? The one with the Ravens is contrived. They stole your team, moved it down there, and right away they were good. We were like, the Browns all of a sudden are good. They're not in Cleveland anymore. Ray Lewis is tackling everyone on the planet. My someone that's basically my uncle won the Super Bowl with them as quarterback. <laughs> you know, it was just it was such it was such a hard time. And I remember because we were in Alaska. Uh, yeah, yeah. You remember? Sure. I, you remember? I didn't
0: watch that Super Bowl. You remember that? I was like, man, no, I'm not watching that. I couldn't watch. It was two Super Bowls in history that I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Ravens Giants, and I didn't watch the Steelers Cowboys. And you were so pissed off at me for not watching that Super Bowl. Because you wanted me to come to your party, I'm not coming to that stupid party.
1: You you needed to be there only so you could see a 35 year old grown man with three kids, not me. This is one of our sergeants, Sean. Oh yeah, He's from Pittsburgh too. He when when O'Donnell threw that second interception, he stood oh. up, his coffee table, hors d'oeuvres, drinks, and all across.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's the game that I always <laughs> accuse Neil O'Donnell of throwing. He, he might have thrown that game. However, Mark he, threw, he threw two interceptions to uh, Larry Washington. Larry and Brown. Larry Brown, yeah. right, Larry Brown. Got hey, him listen. paid and never heard from Larry Brown again. He went to the Raiders and stumped. That's right. Listen, Mark used to have a Mark Malone jersey uh, when he was a kid. Stop it. <laughs> Arguably <laughs> maybe the worst starting quarterback in the history of the NFL. Mark Malone was garbage. He's trash as a, as a commentator. Yep. And he had a Lewis Lips jersey back you, in the day.
1: You know what Mark Malone and Larry Bird had in, had in common? They were white. What Mark Malone and Larry Bird had in common? I said they were white. That was well, besides it. Besides that, that, said, was it. They, they that was it. That was it. The bounce pass.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, that was it because Larry Bird was great.
3: Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I love Mark Malone, because I knew the Steelers had no chance of winning while he was that quarterback. Right. No chance. Listen, this dude, <laughs> Mark Malone was awful. So listen, guys, uh, we're going to close out this segment, man, but I, I, I have to shout out my guy, Mark Stover, for coming in. This isn't his arena per se. However, one of the reasons I brought him in is because he's always had an acumen for sports. He's always been very objective. That's one of the things that I prefer uh, in the folks that I that I confide in, in terms of, you know, these are guys that can tell me that I'm wrong. These are guys that can tell me and I'm way off base. So I appreciate it. Which happens a lot. <laughs> a story for another day. Shut up, fool. Ain't nobody talking to you. So I... <laughs> So I appreciate uh, your time, Mark. I appreciate your time away from your family. Please uh, kiss your entire family for me. Hug them. Let them know that Uncle Ron loves uh, the kids. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, thank
0: it you. It was pleasure a pleasure talking to
1: you. Tell Sam and the kids hello. We send our love and uh, let's let's get together before or after one of these games and. Kill some chicken wings like we used to. Yeah, well, can we get them from, from Hooters? Wherever can we do you wanna, that? Whatever you want to
0: do. <laughs> do they have a, Hooter, uh, Hooters, a Hooters out your way? Uh-uh. By chance? No. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sure they got a place where there's some. No, there's a place. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Appreciate you, man. Guys, all right, take, Mark. Take all, easy, love, man. all love, bro. All love, man. Love you guys. Appreciate that man. That was dope. Yeah. Yes. That was dope. We'll definitely have to do that again, man. We got to do that. Like, again. Have a different perspective on things. Yeah, just a different angle. You know, somebody else to bounce stuff off. of. Uh, I like that. I think that I think that worked out well. Um, I think he stayed in his pocket like we like we like we needed. And uh, I, I just I just I appreciate his take. Like, he tends to always – he did exactly what I thought he would do. He always hits the smart angles of things. And wow. I and I can't – I can't. And he That's was also fair and objective. Always, you always hit the smart, objective angles of things. And he's that way. He's that way, too. So um, while we're on the NFL, and now that we've moved past uh, the Browns' Steelers uh, matchup by the way I don't think I said this excuse me earlier but today is our midweek show slash showdown because of the Brown Steelers but since we've moved past the Brown Steelers we're gonna get into our picks from last week and then get into our picks from uh, this upcoming week this up excuse me this past week past week right so Sean far, and I, we're tied. We're both two we and two. Up, yeah, we ended up three and two uh, coming out of last week. Last week, we picked uh, – let me go back and take a look. Our games were uh, – bear with me for about two seconds. You no, know, I got them down. We had the Broncos, Jets, um, the Bills, Raiders, and Eagles, Niners, and then we did the Browns, Um no, yeah, the Browns. Who did we Browns play? Coach. That, the Coach. Uh, no, Browns, Browns, Browns Cowboys. It was the Browns Coach. That was the week before, sir. You tripping. So, so you t- okay, that? I thought you were trying to go back and, and explain no, how we had to be 2 and 2 about this past, this last week that we just had. I got those games too. My what, bad, what, what, what you Would you read those? Right. That Raiders girl, and Chiefs. The other ones. Right. I read the wrong one. We have the <laughs> Raiders and Chiefs, <laughs> the, the Bengals and Ravens, the Jaguars Thank and you. Texans. And Buccaneers and the Bears, and then we had the Browns and the Colts. There we that go. Tumeric, that turmeric, that turmeric is and <laughs> ginger is working on your stomach, homie. Right. I asked him something. Some, some <laughs> My bad, but we're good so, to go. We picked the Bucks and Bears. We both picked the Bucks uh, in the Bucks Bears games. We picked the Bucks. Uh, the Bears actually won that game. I don't know how the hell that happened. Because the Bears aren't good. They aren't. The Bears are not good. But, but they find a way to win. You know, find a way to win. Now, we picked an easy game or, or, or a game that we thought was an easy game. was easy. The Chiefs and the Raiders. And guess what happened? In in Arrowhead, by the way, uh, the Chiefs found a way to lose that game. I mean, how the hell do you outscore the Chiefs? That's tough. Right, not only not only did the Chiefs lose, the Chiefs cost me in my fantasy game because me and my infinite wisdom. I put Indianapolis's defense on the bench and started uh, you started theirs. Yes. Yeah, I started the Chiefs defense. Be because the Raiders it's never good. played the Chiefs well. I mean the Chiefs have been beating up with Raiders. The last five years. And it's uh, a divisional game too. Right, and the Chiefs got me on for their, with their defense a minus two and a half points. That's how bad they played, and that cost me a fantasy game. But uh, yeah, so we, we so we we both picked the Chiefs, so we lost that one two years. So we're down oh two so far. Then there was the Ravens and Bengals. Uh, we both picked the Ravens. I think that was an easy pick. Yeah, definitely. The Ravens are a much better uh, coached team. And that's what we saw. So the Ravens won. So that was my first game. Yeah, they they wiped them out. That game was over in the first quarter. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, from what I saw, I didn't. I didn't actually watch the game. So then there were uh, the Texans and the Jags. We both picked the Texans. Uh, the Jags are a shit show. Um, they're not good. And that's what we both relied on. And guess what? We were right. They have some talent. They have some players. No, it's not that they don't have a talent. Listen, yeah, we've had this it's yeah, a shit yeah. show. Yeah. Just, like when you're not when you're not totally put together in terms of how you're gonna put the talent together. Right. You're gonna always have a they're front. just extremely, extremely inconsistent. Extremely. And then there was uh, the Browns Colts game. I don't know if any of you guys watched it. I don't know if any of you guys cared to watch it, however. The Browns decided that the Colts did not belong in their house and they kicked them out. We won that game. And that gives us both three wins and two losses uh, for the week, which brings our grand total uh, for uh, the two weeks that we've been doing the, uh, the picking to five wins and four losses for the both of us. At some point, Sean is going to start picking his own games and stop picking back on my shit. Really? So, <laughs> really? Okay. You got the some king point. biter over here. <laughs> I Guess I'm using for for any millennials listening out there, the term "biting" is a hip hop term meaning that you. They you're don't know. About, oh, come on, man. Right? Let's they don't go. know about copying my. They they like, like, yeah, hip hop now you can take somebody's whole verse. You can
2: sound you can, you can like uh, nobody said. You can, you can use, use the, the whole song, song
0: dog. right? Back then, back back in the golden era of hip hop, you could not even sound like you couldn't even have the same name. Yeah, man. You couldn't sound like anybody. But, you took somebody's verse, you getting caught out. I just heard, I just heard Raquel say he still was kind of feeling some kind of way about Summertime with with uh, Will Smith because he sounded just like him in it. He was like, right, well, there, there was a rumor that uh, Rakim wrote it, but that, but, but he the Summer Madness. Remember, Summer Madness was yeah, in, yeah. was in one of his one of his uh things. Mm-hmm. So, I think they wanted him to do it, and he didn't do it, or they couldn't get him to do it. So they gave it to Will, and Will did it just like Rakim would have done it, and he felt some kind of way about it. Right. So, but I bought that awesome album weird. too. I bought that." Because I was never a Will Smith fan. I liked, no, that was dope. Maybe, I liked maybe two songs of Will's. I like Brand New Funk and brand I like was, was uh, Summertime. So I was working at, this is my first job working at the um, Woolworth's Cafeteria Diner at Richmond Mall, busting, busting Sud. So one of the servers was like, man, I just bought that new Will Smith album. I think it was called Home Base. It was. Go. Yep. It's good for him from the beginning to the end. Man, I bought that tape and threw it away the same day. And I still want my twelve fifty back. That album was terrible. That was one of the worst albums I ever heard. It only was good nothing better was than summertime. "Summertime." "Summertime" was dope, though. But that was the only good that, song. Other than that, I should just bought the single. You remember back you in the day when you could buy cassette single. singles? Just buy the single, bro. They don't know nothing about, right. they they about buying singles either. Right. <laughs> But uh, I literally I mean, threw that thing away the same day. Let's let's move. That's listen. First of all, that is the craziest. But that, knowing Sean, that's that's what happened. Um, <laughs> but let's move on <laughs> to our picks for the week. Uh, I have a Washington football team versus okay. the New York Giants. Uh, the, the 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 football team is one and four, and the Giants are zero and five. But somehow. We got the Giants minus two and a half. Is the game in New Jersey? It is in New Jersey. So they're getting that edge. Washington is a little bit in disarray with the whole Dwayne Haskins thing. Um, uh, Coach Rivera is going through his chemo. Shout out to Coach Rivera. Get well soon. Absolutely. I'm going with the New York football Giants. You're going with the football Giants. I'm picking uh, the Washington football team. Why would I go with the Washington football team? Well, both of these teams offensively are awful. Um, Both offensive lines are not good. Now, they both have decent defensive uh, football teams. However, I think Kyle Allen at quarterback is better uh, than Daniel Jones. I think She's not saying but, much, and, and, and it's not. It's not. But we also don't know that Kyle Allen is gonna play. Uh, preliminary stuff doesn't have him definitely playing. We're He's still probably picking the Giants because he got hurt last yeah, week. So yeah, if, if Alex Smith plays, I could easily change that in my thought process. But I'm gonna just stretch out and suggest that the the, the uh, football team. Uh, the Washington City right. is gonna uh, win that one. Um, the next game that I put down uh, is the Broncos and the Patriots. The Broncos and who? Bengals. Your audio went out on me a little bit. I'm sorry. Go ahead and speak now. Yeah, it's still a little. It's a little low. And now you're freezing on me. So it looks like we're having a few technical difficulties, and I'm sure RP's in the process of getting everything together. We're here? Yeah. You're you back what? now. All right. All right. Uh, so, again, that game is the Broncos versus the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Uh-oh. So I'll lead this one. First of all, Brian Hoyer. Uh, it's not a good word, no, he's not. It's he still. hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same since he got benched for Johnny Manziel. Well,
2: can you can you blame
0: him? Yeah, I mean, he used to be oh, serviceable. Oh. You know, I now, know it, it,
2: yeah, it, yeah, I don't like to see him serviceable anymore. Bro.
0: I just don't, I don't see him the same way. Uh, Stidham is the a is the third string guy because got hurt
2: in the last game and he stinks too.
0: Uh, they're both for the Patriots. I'm not sure when Cam is coming back, but I'm I'm certain that it'll probably probably be another quarterback. Because yeah, you have to, when, once you get put on the injured reserve, you have to sit out at least three games. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's gonna probably going to be your lawyer, but the Broncos are in the worst spot, to be honest. So with the Patriots being at home and with them having Bill Belichick, I just expect it. The, the Patriots to pull that out. Ain't it crazy to have a guy that you almost can't bet against? Like, I, I, I don't know what that is. I, I like to think that the Browns have that or at some point have had that or the Cavs or the, uh,
2: the, the Indians even at some point. But no, I don't know that we've ever had it where we were just like, oh, we got Joe Torrey or we got, you know, Phil. Phil uh, you know, or, or, or
0: we got uh, any of those coaches that you just think are just going to win it. Yeah. It don't, it don't ever happen to us. Well, I felt like that when we had LeBron uh, at times. At times. At but, times. And at times. I didn't feel – but that's what I mean. Like, when the Patriots show up and you got Billitie. I get what you're saying. When 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 the Lakers showed up and they had Pat Riley, and Magic, you just felt like you ain't winning that game. Right. That's not necessarily what always happened. It damn sure ain't what happened. And when you got Coach Leonard and Hot Rod. (laughs) <laughs> We're losing the night plan. <laughs> man, lay off a hot rod and Coach Lenny, man. Shout <laughs> out to Coach Lenny Wilkins, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NBA. He is absolutely one of the greatest. He coaches. couldn't, he couldn't oh, get over the hump at times, but um, as far as X's and O's and execution, man, he was a damn good coach and a good guy. Gotcha. He was, he was, he was one of the best coaches that I've ever coached the okay. Cavs, and, and maybe one of the best coaches in the NBA. Uh, go ahead with your pick for the Patriots and Brian. Um, I'm gonna go with the Patriots as well. Okay. Now we're rolling into uh the Packers and uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Four and zero Packers, three and two Bucks. The Bucks are at home. The Bucks lost last week. Uh, but they also lost one of their uh best defensive players or their uh their defensive tackle. Aaron Rodgers is looking like Aaron Rodgers, if you if, can you know if that. You know, moves you any one type of way. Um, yeah, he looks healthy, man. He's, he's, uh, looks very looks healthy. healthy. And he, he looks be beautiful, able to ass, 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 by the way. Right. And he looks like he has a point to prove, man. He's playing with a, a huge chip on his shoulder. And because of that, I'm going with the pack. I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, I'm going with Green Bay as well. I think that's a game that is, uh, especially without the crowd, I think that that could be a game that they, uh, can pull out. And our in our uh fourth game, we have the Cowgirls versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals are three and two with uh uh Kyle Murray as their quarterback and then you have the two and three Cowgirls with the red rifle. Yeah Andy Dalton Andrew Dog and- that game is in Phoenix, right? So, I think it's in. Uh, I think it's in. Uh, in Dallas, I could be wrong. Let's see. Do the do the research, homie. I looked it up. I thought I, I may have written it down wrong, but I have it down. It is is. You're in right. Dallas. It's in Dallas. You're correct. It's in Dallas, but Arizona is favored by two. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Their favorite and by a full two? Two points. The, Cardinals. I'm going with the Cowboys. Um, the reason why I'm going with the Cowboys is not that Dak is is hurt, everybody's written the Cowboys off. Um, and they probably are as far as being a Super Bowl contender. Um, but Andy Dalton is not a complete bum. He's a veteran quarterback. He's gotten the Bengals to the playoffs several times, which is a defeat in itself. Now, he hasn't won the playoff game. But he's won some games in the NFL, so he's not going to come in and be completely overwhelmed by the situation. Yeah, you're, you're be and, like Dallas, the yeah, and Dallas still has weapons. Um, Arizona, being a young team, might come in like, well, okay, we don't have to worry about Dak. And they may let their guard down a little bit. Also, I feel that Dallas is going to be a little bit desperate. Even though they won that game last week, um, their division is weak and it's still for the taking. So you were at home. Um, You lost your last home game when the Browns came in. Um, You have a point to prove. You want to prove that you can win without Dak Prescott. So I think that the Cowboys are going to show up on Monday night football. Andy Dalton is not going to have a great game, but he'll have a good game. And um, I think they'll go ahead and pull this game out. Well, you're right. Andy Dalton isn't uh, the worst quarterback that's ever played football. However, he's awful. Um, I hate him, and I probably always, hate him because he used to be a Cincinnati Bengal. I won't let that go. Like, it's not his fault that he got drafted by him. However, now you're just marked for death, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Uh, And he stinks, by the way. Um, That said, they do actually have weapons. Outside of him, the game doesn't rest on his arm, uh, which is good for for Dallas. I don't know that the Cards can stop Zeke. Zeke actually looked pretty solid last week. It's the first time I've seen him look like Zeke uh, all season. And if they just stick to that game plan, putting putting Zeke in you know uh, where he needs to be, getting him the, the, the touches that he needs, I don't think that. Uh, Arizona can can slow him down. Dallas actually has a good defense. So whatever Kyler Murray presents for them, now they're going to have to deal with – what's my guy's name? He used to be in uh, in, uh, the Texans, D-Hop. They're going to have to deal with D-Hop. But uh, I think (sighs) – I mean, and they got to deal with Larry, but Larry's not Larry right now. So, no, you know, it's it's not like you're dealing with Larry Fitzgerald from 2010. You know what I mean? You you're dealing with Larry Fitzgerald from 2020. So I'm picking the 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 uh the Cowboys as well. I think the Cowboys are, are take that one. I think it's a and again they're at uh the billion dollar play pen. So I just expect for them to get that dub. So now. We're moving on from football. That was actually pretty solid. I, I like our football uh, thing for this midweek. I like having an, another guest in. Just gave me somebody else to bounce stuff off. I, I think we got to do that a little more often. Um, I however, agree. let's move on to the, the Major League Baseball playoffs, or as Major League Baseball likes to call it at this uh, particular stage, it's not just the playoffs. We are in the league championship series. So, in the American league, I think they're getting ready to play or they're start. They've already started playing. Yeah, I'm turning to that game right now. So I can get it quick. But right now. The, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are up three nothing. I didn't see that coming, even though I picked them to win. I didn't see them being up three uh, nothing, almost getting ready for the sweep tonight. Right. Potentially. Uh, they had a tough game last night. Uh, They had a tough game last night. Uh, Jose Altuve uh, stunk up the place. He didn't didn't have He he pulled a Chuck Knoblock. Man, Man. man. didn't he? He was booting. Listen, bro, this dude hasn't had an error. And this is why it's a big deal. This dude hasn't had an error all season long. And he's had three errors in the last two games. Like, in crucial moments. So you know how, how the playoffs are, Sean. When you get a guy on base by accident, you already know what that could potentially mean. It ruins your chance of any level of momentum. Like the playoffs, to me, kind of what we were just saying about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Phillip Rivers, what Mark was saying about Phillip Rivers. What playoff... Uh, when did you get homie when did you show up in that big game that made the difference that made me say yo this dude is great Jose Altuve having those you know booting those plays I mean he threw this thing I saw him get the damn play at first base and just turn try to turn two throw it to second and legitimately throw that joint right in the dirt like it skipped, it skipped <laughs> into left field, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it, it like it just skipped like between third base and left field. Like, who, how, how did that even happen? Right. So, you know, yeah, he had a case of the yips. And, and that's, and call that's call them bad for him, but you know, when you're cheating, maybe you don't have all the signs. You don't know where the hell to be. Yeah, exactly. That's karma. So, that's, <laughs> maybe that's all it that's, is. That full I don't ass. Know why he threw the ball on oh, the back dirt, back. Karma. Karma slapped <laughs> his hand like that ball out your hand, son. You know? <laughs> so I think we both oh, I think we cheap. both picked the rays to win that series. And as of right now, it looks like uh, that will probably occur. Moving on yeah. to the NLCS, the National League oh. Championship series. But let me give him a quick update on the oh, score sorry, though. Sorry, right sorry, right no, now it's shooting up one to nothing. Um, in the bottom of the third. Who's up one to nothing? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Houston. Houston's up on Okay, the so now. Houston is up one to nothing. In the third, bottom third? Yes, bottom of the third inning. Okay. One to nothing. In the, listen, I'll tell you what, and we know this. One to nothing in a, in, a, uh, in a playoff game is like being up two points in an NFL game with, with the other team with the ball. Like it's so tense, like. And yep. If you're a baseball so fan and your team is in that situation of one another nothing, yeah. tight game, it's the most stressful it thing so ever tense. because you got you literally live and die with every pitch at that point. It is so freaking tense. You know, you go especially like when you when you're like, "Where we at? Where we at? Oh, we at six, seven, eight. All right, we might be able to get through this." Oh, it's still one nothing, and I, we had we had two, three, four. <laughs> right. You're like, oh my god. How many pitches? Right. Oh, he's on his he's on his ninth pitch with this with the with the third uh, guy in the lineup. Bottom of the it ninth, just, and you want to walk the leadoff hitter. Oh my you know, god! Making it even more stressful. Uh, we've seen but, it, yeah. So um, yeah, so moving forward, we good. We can move forward to the to the NLCS. Yes, sir. All right, so moving on to the NLCS, the Dodgers-Brains. Uh, the Dodgers are winning tonight or have won. I, I, I don't have my computer with me right now, so I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage. It's still, It's in the – it's like in the eighth inning, I believe. They're going to a commercial. The Dodgers are still up 15-1. to one. Okay, so the Dodgers uh, jumped the out inning. real quick. They didn't, they didn't mess around. They jumped out real quick. They were up 15-1, like, in the second third. Yeah, they, they scored 13 runs in the first three innings. And I think they just kept the, the, the momentum from yesterday because the Braves were up, I believe, 6-0. Yeah. And the Dodgers made a game out of it. And, and they, they did. Lose. They ended up losing. They, they tried that late-inning comeback, and it didn't work uh, the way that they would have preferred for it to work. And I agree with you. I think maybe, and I didn't, I wasn't going to say that, but I think you're absolutely right. I think the momentum probably is carrying over. Like they feel like, no, we need to jump on these guys or we need to get them and uh, keep those bats hot. So it's, it's, it's happening. They need it because if they didn't win this game or if they don't win this game, I doubt that they're not being up so much. But uh, if they don't win this game, they're down 3-0. So winning this game kind of, Levels certain things out and gives them an opportunity. Again, I picked the Dodgers. Uh, Sean picked the uh, the Braves, which is okay. Listen, the Braves and the Dodgers, they seem like they're always in the playoffs every stinking year, and and I'm not hating. Especially the Braves since, since like 91. Like, I just don't like the damn Braves. Since like 91, 92. It's like, Braves have listen, always been we, we moved, around, you know. We moved to Warrensville when I was in fifth grade. So I was like 10, 11. Uh, that's when me and Sean met. But when we moved to Warrensville, we had this brand new thing called Basic Cable. <laughs> and we were capable of seeing. We used to watch the Mets. That's one of the reasons why anybody who knows me, Sean knows, that one of my favorite players of all time is Darryl Strawberry because I could watch the New York Channel, which always showed – it was W-W-W-W-O-R. WWOR. Yep. And it was in Secaucus in New Jersey, mm-hmm. but they always played uh, the Mets games. So I got a chance to watch Darryl uh, Strawberry and Doc Gooden. You know, that whole squad when they were winning the, uh, the championship that year, and I was number 18 and number 44 all of the time because of Daryl Strawberry. I didn't even realize that uh, Reggie <laughs> Reggie was 44. But I was doing that after Daryl Strawberry. Um, same thing happened with the Cubs. We I watched a lot of Cubs games. But the reason I brought that up is because we also had WTBS, which became TBS, which meant we watched every stupid or had the opportunity to watch every stupid Braves game that ever came on TV. And they were terrible. The Braves were horrible. They, they were, horrible. were horrible. But I remember they had Del Murphy, and then they got this, uh, this kid, this David Justice kid. And then they got this other kid, this stupid Chipper Jones kid, and all of a sudden, these guys were winning, 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 winning. Terry Pendleton, winning, 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 winning. They couldn't stop winning. And maybe they had the best pitching rotation in the history of baseball. They had, well, listen, I could have the best pitching rotation if I could throw six feet off the goddamn plate. Man, that's a whole other story. Yeah, let's not do that. Listen, we're not going do that. I'm about to pull this sweatshirt off if we if we about to do that I'm about to pull this sweatshirt off <laughs> yeah so but but as it stands um, uh, just to recap, the Dodgers are up on the Braves in the series two games to nothing, but it looks like it'll be two games to one after uh after this game here, yeah so now. This is a tough one for me because I don't want to have this same I don't want to talk about this. However, my partner—it's the hot topic right now. My tag team partner. I got it. He—he he wanted, and he thought, he felt, he believed that this was something that. Now here's here's the difference though. Everybody, before we before I even get all the way in it, my partner while I didn't want to talk about it, and I don't think he does either, he had a a caveat that I couldn't pass up. So I don't want to talk about this. It is the hot topic. It is that thing that, but it's always a a freaking stupid topic. That one caveat was, let's talk about it and put it to bed. It's exactly. something that we won't. This will be the last time i talk, talk about, about this with anybody. We won't talk about this again. And I have I've taken a back seat and talking about it. I bring it up, I mention it, and, and I actually we actually talked about it a couple shows ago. Uh so if you guys are kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, we're talking about the 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 NBA finals happen and they're over and the Los Angeles Lakers won of the championship, which gave uh, the Lakers their 17th, which tied them with the Celtics. But it also gave LeBron James his fourth uh, championship in his career. Um, And he's had an awesome career, by the way. So the question comes up all the time. The question will continue to come up, especially as long. I think it'll come up for forever. But it'll definitely continue to come up as, as long as LeBron is still in the league, uh, chasing numbers and chasing you know whatever records that he might end up uh, walking down. That's not a shot, by the way. I don't. I, as I said, I was like somebody's gonna hear that and say it's a shot. It's really not a shot. It's what the longer you play, and especially being as good as LeBron is, you have an opportunity to win or to capture another um, category. So. The longer he plays, the more this will continue to be uh a situation. So the question is, and I'm gonna let Sean speak. The question yeah. is so the question is LeBron, is LeBron to go. Is LeBron to go? Go ahead, Sean. And this is the way actually I, I had to kind of step back from the way that I look at it and kind of reevaluate the way that I look at it. Um, To me, um, because we both have seen their careers from beginning to end. We've seen Jordan all the way from North Carolina all the way through to the time that he was with the Washington Wizards. We've seen LeBron all the way from St. Vincent, St. Mary's high school in Akron up until now. And just based on what I've seen objectively, even though LeBron has played played in Cleveland for 11 years and also won um, a championship here, brought us our first championship in 52 years, um, I still say that Michael Jordan is the greatest player that I've ever seen um, in the NBA. But I say that uh, without disparaging LeBron's legacy, And his accomplishments that he's uh um, garnered throughout his career i think that um you know um notwithstanding you know lebron is easily like the second greatest player to ever play and that's not a slight at all and i can even see the arguments that people make you know for him being the greatest um but I think it's gotten to the point just seeing how people are debating online, people are now taking it personal. And I think it's getting kind of silly. You know, so when people are making their arguments about who's the greatest, instead of giving both their just due, they have to find a way to disparage the other guy and make an argument for why they're a guy. And I think that's that's you know ridiculous. So now that's why I had to step back. I was like, you know what? I'm not debating people. Um, about this anymore because now I was getting silly. Now, if you want to sit there and bring facts and have some logic and reasoning behind your argument, um, I'll go ahead and I'll discuss it with you. But when you start saying stuff like um, the other day, um, one of my partners posted on Facebook saying that uh, Mike, Michael had, he needed Scotty and a great coach um, and Phil and LeBron, all he needed was the ball. And I'm like, you know, come on. Um, somebody said that um, Michael Jordan's roster was way better than anything LeBron ever played with. Talking about Michael had multiple Hall of Famers. And I'm like, Michael played, if I'm correct, with two Hall of Famers and not his whole crew. Now, he played with Scotty You can't his whole have a grade. Hall of Famer until they make the Hall of Fame, by the way. Exactly. And Rodman. Now, most of the people that LeBron played with as far as superstars, are still playing outside of Dwyane Wade. But we know that Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer. But after it's said and done... um, And maybe Chris Bosh. And maybe Chris Bosh. Well, the NBA, they don't really have a stringent um, criteria. You can get in because you play played for 10 years. Yeah, right. And Chris Bosh has numbers for the time that he plays. I I, I don't think he's a first ballot guy, but I think Chris Bosh potential potentially hell if Tracy McGrady made it, I think Chris Bosh could make it. Right. So yeah. So my thing is now just let them both be great in their own way, you know. And you can you can have your opinion if you think LeBron is the greatest, and you have legitimate takes. That's your opinion. Like I don't. I'm not some type of guru or um like my opinion is 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 uh, is, is is be all end all. You know what I'm saying? So. That's that's fine, but if you want to have a debate, just bring some some legitimate argument to the table instead of garbage. Now, the only reason, the main reason why all people put Michael over LeBron, is just that I saw LeBron tap out twice, and that ha- you know, I mean, he he knew that he wasn't going to be able to win that series, and he kind of took his foot off the gas. Um, and that's not me really like dogging him for that. That happens sometimes. I'm sure he's not the only great player that's done that, but I've never seen Michael do it. Michael always went out on his sword, even, you know, when he was losing before he won his championships, Michael laid it all out on the floor and left it there. So that's really my main thing. Now, as far as overall ability, you want to talk about just pure basketball ability. Um, LeBron is probably be better than Mike because LeBron's able to do a little bit more as an all-around game as far as getting you know, everybody else involved. But as far as like the heart, the will, um, the tenacity, um, I've never seen a player say, "I'm not losing anymore." And did that last time he lost to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, he's like, "I'm not losing anymore," and it took him to retire in the middle of his prime for them to. <laughs> you know, you know, lose a couple of uh of uh, playoff appearances. So that's kind of my argument and then one point and I'll let you speak. Uh, my boy, if he's if you listen to this podcast, my boy Jacob. Um I'll make was, Jacob listen. Because Jacob Jacob, we brought you up. You gotta listen. You gotta listen to the whole right. two hours man. Exactly. Um he made a good point. He said instead of trying to classify a go this is the only sport we do this in really have this argument, football, yeah, kind of with Jim Brown or whatever, but not to the fervor that we do with the NBA. Instead of just classifying a goal, maybe rank guys based on their position, because then it's a little bit more of a fair. It's comparison. a thing, but it's still going to be an issue to put that too. Yeah, but but it, but but, those, but then I've seen those arguments too, but 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 it's going to be hard to put Kobe above Mike, if you just categorizing shooting guard. Now, you'll have some idiots out there that will. Oh, no, this is going to happen. There, there is what I call the KB24 <laughs> call There's is, a court, La- and I've seen their first Look, I had my Cavs it. hat on, and they were booing me in the bar. I'm like, we don't even play all, all like that. It's like, well, we don't like LeBron. I'm you like, what? We play y'all uh, twice a year. Relax. Yeah, like what? What's the beef? They was like, we don't like LeBron because of the whole LeBron who's better, LeBron or Kobe thing. Oh, that's like, you know. And I'm like, seriously, i was like, we don't think in terms of that in Cleveland we don't have no people in Cleveland love Kobe, but they could a not stand LeBron out there in L.A. Man, it was it was the strangest thing. But um, but yeah, but that's my take on it, man. And I kind of just my thing is once LeBron is done with his career. You can go back and reflect objectively and then look at it and then you can make your argument from there if you want to. Um, At this point, like I said, after after we talk about this today, I'm done with it because the stuff that I'm seeing online right now is some of the most ridiculous stuff that I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, you guys are just making up stats, making up, and a lot of of it is some of these guys I've never seen Mike really play um, at all. You know, so they're just going off thinking. You watch some of these old highlights; you're like, "Oh, these guys are old. For and, competition and if wasn't they did, good. and if they did, they saw him play with the with the Wizards or something like that. Right. Like, right. But go ahead, man. What's your? I so kind of really know what your take is, but you can go I'm, ahead and let it I'm a little bit. Mine is a little bit more layered uh, than than yours. I think. I think what you're what you what you said. It's actually my sentiment. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, I got tired of arguing back and forth because ultimately I wasn't trying to argue. I was really just trying to put things in perspective. And people don't always understand perspective. Like we live in this era of either you agree with me or you're a hater. Right, exactly. So you can't have a take can't have a thought process, you can't have a difference of opinion. You gotta think what I think, otherwise, you hate. And you the know, term hater has been used, it's, it's totally it's overused out, out of context now, completely and totally. People just, context. People just throw that you word mean, out every time you, mean, you disagree or oh, you're you a hater. Me and you are old enough to remember when hater became the, the, the word, it was in the 90s. Uh, it was. Yeah, so uh, you uh, why play, you want to play a hate on me? And it may maybe E The Bay Area had the E-40, lingo and stuff like that back and, then. And then Puffy and them came out with the PhD, the player hater degree, and all right. that stuff. So like everybody takes the hating <laughs> kind of out of context because just because I don't want to do what you do don't mean I'm a hater. You know, it just like, if I don't eat pork, I'm a pork hater. I got yeah, a pork exactly. phobia. I got a pork phobia. now. And really the, the term hater was really about you being jealous. You no know, player hate. Like you jealous that's, that's of me. Like, listen, bro. And now it is just best. It. Like, it's just being misused. It's just people who don't want to like, we don't know how to, to discuss things anymore. So. You get that in relationships. You get that everywhere where because you don't think what I think in a relationship because we don't agree all the time that we're not soulmates. What? Right. Who agrees? If you live with any one person, who agrees on everything all the time? Nobody. Matter of fact, that would be boring. It's that, man, please. That would be totally Super boring. boring. So nobody's hating. I'm not a hater. Now, I, I, I'm going to be clear. I want to be absolutely clear, which is why I say mine is a little more layered. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm not a LeBron hater. I do not hate LeBron. I do not like everything that LeBron does. I do not like everything that LeBron says. Because I've had a personal dealing on more than one level with LeBron, I actually don't I actually understand certain things that LeBron says because I've seen it kind of behind the, the, the veil a little bit. So I have a different opinion than everybody else. I don't always talk about that stuff. I don't always go into detail about that stuff and I don't have to. To me, I'm just being honest. Knowing all the things that I know, I could be the biggest hater on the planet. I could. I'm not, though. Sean knows this. Like anybody who knows me for more than 15 years or for 10 minutes knows. My favorite player in basketball is Magic Johnson, period. It hasn't changed. It hasn't switched when Magic uh, wasn't Michael Jordan anymore. It didn't switch when LeBron showed up. It's still Magic Johnson, but these guys think that you are supposed to just love LeBron. My biggest problem is not necessarily LeBron versus Mike. My biggest problem is the LeBronaholics, the Le, Le, or the Bronsexuals, or the or the or the, you know these <laughs> these dudes that love this dude. So, I, I, and my problem is I grew up in an era of um, Ice Cube. When Ice cubes say, uh, you know, woman, you could ride and man be a man. Shake my hand and make it a firm shake. Say what up Ice Cube and then break. Because if you hang in there, I'm going to tell you loud and clear. Get off my shit and get, tell you to come here. You know what I mean? Like, man, why are y'all riding this guy so tough? and you're okay with it as a grown man, I don't get it. Like I don't understand how nothing this guy does makes you upset. I said the same thing about Obama. I don't think that there's any one individual entity anywhere. Listen, I love my mother to death. Do you know how many days that I've lived and I've been pissed off at my mother? So if I've been pissed off at my mother, and I love her to the last second of life in my breath. You, you mean to tell me you love this dude more than your mama? You just gonna ride with this dude no matter what? Do you ride with your mama like that? And if you do, there's something wrong if you ride with your mama like that. Because I don't even ride with my kids like that. Well, my kids are wrong, I'm gonna tell my kids they wrong. When my kids are right, I'm going to tell you they right. And I'm going to stand up for them either way. But when they wrong, I'm going to correct that. Y'all cats will defend this dude to the last second. And this dude, like Sean has alluded to, has quit. He's quit more than once, by the way. And not just because he left Cleveland. He quit. He flat out quit. He quit. I ain't never seen Magic Johnson quit. Not quit. No. I may, I might have seen him be like, damn, we just lost. And we down 25, so ain't no reason for me to kill myself. But quit. And I damn sure ain't never seen Michael Jordan quit. I watched Larry Kobe. Larry Bird. Quit. So uh, I'll say that. I saw Kobe quit. But I ain't never seen Larry Bird quit. Yeah. I saw, you know what, Co- Co- Kobe quit that Phoenix series when he was yep. pissed yep, he was pass the ball. Yeah, he wouldn't shoot that whole second half. Yep. yep, he was mad as hell. I watched him and I saw it, and I'm not going to act like it didn't happen. I wasn't a big Kobe fan either. But I tell you what, I'd take Kobe over LeBron in a heartbeat because his freaking will, it's not about every – LeBron could gather every stat on earth every single stat that's what he's doing anyway he's trying to gather stats to make the stats matter the stats don't freaking matter it's how you play the game i'm so glad to hear but here's my bigger issue this is my bigger thing and this is why i stopped having that argument and this is this has been my take for a long time at the end of the day it's the eras the eras matter I watched Kareem say this today and I was so glad that he said it because I've been saying it for about two years Kareem said he was on first take today and I hate first take because of Stephen A but when I saw that um, Kareem was going to be on there I had, to, I had to watch I had to watch that that segment um, and he said the same thing it's about eras uh, Michael says the same thing. It's about eras. If you played in an era where we didn't have a 24 second clock, how can I even compare what we do? I can't. So now, Mike played in the era where the, there was a seven foot three dude, nondescript seven foot three wall camped in the middle. There was no defensive three seconds. I could put my elbow in your back, I could push you. I could slap you in the face. I could give you the the, uh, the, the Ric Flair eye gouge, or give you the, the, the <laughs> right. tomahawk top, right. and it's just going to be called a regular foul. The, the three pointer is not that it didn't exist. It wasn't that important. Now we play in an era where the three pointer is super, super, super important. And there's all kinds of space all throughout the floor. It doesn't mean that these guys aren't as good. It doesn't mean that these guys aren't as important. It means the game is different. So to try to compare what this guy did versus what that guy didn't do based on these rules that confine me in this versus the rules that let you loose. And that is silly. It's silly, it's the simplest argument on the freaking planet. Mike played in a different era. So when you look at that numbers and, and, and all that stuff, you can't compare the numbers. You can't. What Mike was asked to do in the way that Mike played was different than what LeBron is asked to do in the way LeBron plays. It's just different. Now, that's true. when it boils down to what makes a champion. Nick Wright said this and it made me actually go back to the drawing board. This was a couple years ago. Nick Wright said what did Michael Jordan do better than LeBron without saying six championships? Well, first of all, you can't leave out anything on a person's resume. Whatever I did on my resume belongs on my resume because it's what I did. But those are the things that we're talking about. When you're trying to make a case for your guy you wanted to mean what another dude did so don't tell me that you ran a company successfully for six years straight or for you know don't do that just tell me other things that you did other than that which is nonsense that's a nonsensical argument for anybody who's not an intellectual which most people who are in sports aren't necessarily the most intellectual people But when you know how to debate, when you know how to have an argument, you will never let that go. So first of all, that belongs in the argument. But secondly, being the GOAT has more to do with winning a championship than it does not winning a championship. Mike, the intestinal fortitude and the things that that dude showed us at times when we we all thought at times Mike was going to lose this or this was the opportunity, this was the chance this dude only just stepped up to the plate every single time. Even when he lost, you said to yourself, the greats at that time, Michael, uh, 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 Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, they kept saying, I keep trying to bat this dude away, and this dude just keeps coming back. Exactly. And he keeps coming back better. And he just keeps coming right back in my face. He not even avoiding me. He coming right into my chest. And right. when the greats say that, the greats, not random players like Kendrick Perkins, who nobody would even know was in a doggone league if it wasn't for the dudes that played with him. We're talking about actual greats in the game. Right. And another point, too, people will say, because we live in the era of super teams and big threes, that they'll say, well. Jordan's competition wasn't as good in the finals as who LeBron had to play. Um, and the way they had, they have a point in the way they don't. But because a lot of these young kids didn't see that era and didn't understand how that basketball was played back then, you would look at Seattle's roster and be like, oh, you know, Seattle didn't yeah, have they five. Suck. Yeah, they sucked. Phoenix didn't have a squad, but we know because we grew up watching it, we knew that Phoenix actually had a better team. Actually, Phoenix was favored Chicago. in that series. People thought Phoenix was going to win that series. Right. Also, Seattle, and Seattle and Sean Kemp and uh, Detlef Fripp, they weren't Swiss teams. They were 62 games, up. Yeah. The Utah teams. Utah was one of the most um, dominant teams in the Western Conference for where they just couldn't get over the hump because that ballhead dude in Chicago was running around. Bro, the second time that they played, because uh, they played back-to-back years, the second time that they played, Utah had the home court advantage. Sure did. And took them seven the no year before. When they, they took about, him, s- huh? Yeah, they took them seven the year before. No, they took them six. six. Mike never won. No, they, they, they took them six the second time. The first time, I believe, they took them seven, didn't they? No, Mike never went seven. You never went seven? Mike okay. Ain't, Mike ain't never seen a game seven. You're right. You're right <laughs> and that's you're another right. reason why I'm like, because they should have lost. But, at the at, you know, everybody only remembers the shot where he shot over uh, Byron Russell. He said on the play before, they ran the exact same play. And, and, and Malone was killing uh, whoever they had on the post. So he said, when they set that play up, we was coming out of bounds. He said, Man, when they set that play up, I looked over. I said, they're about to run that same play. He said, and I ran through. I was I was with Hornacek. He said, I ran through, and I stopped underneath the basket, and Carl didn't see me. And he swung back through, stole the ball from uh, Hall of Fame. Didn't yeah. get a foul. Stole the ball, took it down, didn't call a timeout, and hit the shot that won his sixth championship for his team. Let me tell you something, man. and this is kind of towards what Mark was saying about uh, Big Ben when he was uh, on the show a little bit a while, a little while ago. When you got a guy who's been in those fires, who's already proven that they can pull that off for you, you don't panic the same way. The reason we panic is we don't really have that. And even when we had LeBron, we really didn't have that. And that's not a knock. That's not me coming down on LeBron. That's not me hating on LeBron. LeBron is one of the greatest generational uh, basketball players that we've ever seen. And he belongs on the Mount Rushmore of basketball, period. He does because he's changed. How basketball is played. He belongs there. And I will advocate. And I said he's not only changed the game on the court, but off the court too, as far as business wise. Right. So, and I will advocate for this dude to be on that Mount Rushmore or or considered one of the greats. I, I advocate for him before I will Steph Curry. Because I think that the importance of the three pointer change how these guys played, because there was a time in China to tell you. Let a dude had just crossed half court, and Dame Lillard pulled up a three-pointer back in the 80s or 90s. Man, you to the bench, homie. I don't care if you made it or not. That's not part of the offense, because that's not how the game was played. It doesn't mean that Dame ain't great. It doesn't mean that Steph ain't great. What it means is you got to consider the era. The eras matter. And you can't take that out of the situation. you got to call them what they are. And if you put a guy as capable as uh, Michael Jordan in an era where he wasn't getting touched, I have a hard time believing that this dude couldn't average more than he averaged. I'm not going to put a number on it, but I'm going to say if you put him in this league right now, a prime Michael Jordan, right this second, it's going to be ugly for you all. Because this right. dude going to score at will because he's a scorer. You dig? He's a scorer. And that's not an indictment on LeBron. LeBron is doing what LeBron can do. I think LeBron would still be a star if he had went and played in, right. in that era. And to be fair, I don't, think he'd be as, I don't think he'd be as effective. And to be fair and objective, there are things that I've seen LeBron do during the course of his career that I've never seen Jordan do. Um, oh, for sure. I saw LeBron score twenty-five straight points in a playoff game against the Pistons. Nobody else was doing anything, and LeBron scored the last twenty-five points in the hey, fourth quarter in overtime, and completely. I watched that. over look, that game, and I, and my mouth was open the whole time. I draw. I watched open. that same game. I've and never seen anything what, like that. I tell you what, that was one of the greatest uh, situations. That was one of the greatest circumstances like I literally I walked out of my house at that time I lived a little closer to downtown I walked out of my house man and walked up to the corner so that I could see downtown from the from the uh, overpass and was just looking downtown like I don't even I, I had to just come look to see if anybody else was out here to think what I was thinking like that was incredible right which is what I say that it's not that the dude's not incredible The problem I have is that everybody wants to say that Mike wasn't shit, which is if you say piggybacking on what you said, if you say Mike wasn't shit, or Mike didn't do this, or Mike didn't, and that's your only take, bro, you don't know shit about basketball. Exactly. You don't know shit about basketball. And I love basketball too much as a student of the game, uh, as a guy that watched, that played, that I tried to play like uh, like I heard Tommy Heinsohn and and Hubie Brown uh, uh, articulate. I tried to play that way. When they would say, "Oh, uh, you know Isaiah Thomas is such a smart player because of this," then I'm like, "Shit, I ain't even think about that. Let me start doing that. That makes me a smarter player, right?" Those are the things. It's just some things that. Um, and not to be the old head, you know, in the house, but sometimes there were just some things back then that were just better. Um, now, especially the, the, the competitiveness um, of the league back then. I mean, it was a gauntlet. So there was no friends in the league. People weren't calling each other. I know free agency was different back then. It wasn't the same amount of player movement, but it never would have been a case where where, where Jordan is going to call up Larry Bird and say, hey, man, you know, we need to go ahead and team up together and blah, blah, it was, blah. It wasn't yeah. that they were friends. It was more like the re- they had that respect for each other. Yeah, and definitely. At the respect. times that they were friends or friendly was only in spots. Like, they weren't texting. Well, you know, we didn't have, they didn't have cell phones back then. So nobody was texting each other and all on their Facebook page and all that. bull That we, we see now. Like, Magic and Michael were friends. I remember again on that on that uh documentary, uh The Last Dance, I remember seeing where they were in the back after they beat Indiana, and Larry Bird was back there. And he saw Mike, and Mike walked up to him Hey man, what's going on? And Larry Bird's exact words were, you (laughs) motherfucker. Because they had just eliminated them. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, and they gave each other that dap, and they gave each other a hug, and then you saw when they won the championship, Carl Malone came onto the bus. Yeah. These dudes about to pull out. Carl Malone came onto the bus. Magic Johnson came into their locker room while they got champagne flowing. Like, that's just respect. That don't necessarily mean that we're friends. We can be friends after this. The only guys that was friends that we knew were Magic and Isaiah and then uh, Bird, I mean, excuse me, uh, Barkley and and uh, Mike, when they played in 92 and 93. We knew that they were friends. And it took Barkley will tell you all day. He said, man, I thought I was a better basketball player than, Magic, uh, to, than Michael Jordan until we played against each other. He said, after that, game two, game three, he said, I started looking around like, man, ain't nothing we can do with, with that boy. <laughs> right. And it's not that LeBron ain't that guy or, or that LeBron is is bad. LeBron is an awesome, awesome, awesome talent. He's a guy that you gotta account for. He's a guy that you have to understand how you're gonna approach him and how you're gonna play. He's not Michael Jordan though. And this is coming from a guy that doesn't love Michael Jordan. I don't love Michael Jordan. I don't even love the era like that. Like I'm so in love with the era, I just can't see outside of the era. No, right. I, mean, I know a person hated Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan virtually destroyed the Cavs franchise and set our franchise back for thirteen years. He made a whole career almost of that. <laughs> exactly, he's a, he's he's a, he literally just our John franchise. Elway. He's yeah. the NBA's version of John Elway. And I didn't, I didn't really appreciate Mike until later on, till maybe like in the two thousands. Like, and I would go back and you watch the old games because I was so full of hate and disdain for him. You know, during his career, I didn't appreciate the things that he was doing. And I can honestly admit that. But like I like I said, man, like if you want to, you know, make a case for LeBron and you come with legitimate arguments, like some people are just stats, stats people. They'll look at the stats, you know, when it's all said and done. And like, look, LeBron, LeBron will probably end up being the all-time leader scorer by the time it's all said and done.
1: You know, people can use that
0: argument. And that's fine. Just all I'm saying is if you want to come with that argument, just come with some legit takes. Um, and some logic yeah. and reason behind it. You gotta have some. some you gotta have some logic. You gotta have some reason. It can't just be. And you have to be objective. Like that's the thing that's that's missing is the objectivity. Nobody right. is. No, no one is just. You know, like willing to say. I'm not a Michael Jordan fan. However, he did do, this, this, that, and the other. you can't. Like I said on on a post today, they like uh, my friend put it up. Uh, oh, my friend Rich, he put it up like oh, Michael Jordan. They, they got a picture of Michael Jordan after he won the game uh, against uh, against uh, Utah. No, I wasn't okay. against Utah. I was in the finals where he hit the shot and walked away and did this and was just walking down the court like with the with the fist up mm-hmm. and his his thing was second best player ever and my thing is okay so let's say that he's the second best player ever what's wrong with that and he was like oh none I said yeah that's my point so if somebody says that LeBron is the second best player ever why do LeBron fans go berserk because you said that yeah like why do y'all go berserk because of that and my thinking my thing was it shouldn't matter either way why well, can't we just celebrate joker cuz at the end of the day no matter what i said no matter what you just said who the goat actually is is an opinion that's a person's right. opinion you know, part of it is too is this, this whole um you know we're as a society we're divided among many lines and what's happening now is the old school Versus new school stuff. Because uh, the difference is, like, when we were coming up, we came up under the shadow of our parents. So we still were exposed to a lot of the things that our parents, like, even their music. Like, hip-hop um, absorbed a lot of R&B, sampled R&B, jazz, exposed yeah. to that type of music. Yeah. In school, they would show reruns, reruns, of leave the beaver. Our parents were watching in prime time back in the day. So we still had a kind of connection that way, you know. It kind of bridged the gaps between their generation to our generation. Yeah, there was some conflict, of course, uh, with any um, you know situation like that. But now these kids have grown up in a bubble with all this media, internet, computers. They've kind of grown up in their own bubble where they haven't had to. They weren't necessarily exposed to our stuff unless we go out of our way yeah, to so. our kids yo, or, yeah, or, or your younger brothers and sisters. Like I did with my baby sister. I should let her listen to some, you know, real hip hop. So although she still listens to trash like Money Bag yo, she can appreciate Outkast and Nas and Jay-Z and stuff like that. And she'll go out and research stuff. You no, know, she'll watch documentaries. But so that's what, so so basically to the, the younger generation, LeBron is their Jordan. So with us growing up, oh, sure. watch, Mike, Mike is the pimp. So, so they want to have. They were like, "Well, y'all trying to hate on our, uh, on our generation because you just Mike, 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 and y'all denigrate LeBron." So they take it so personally. Like that's their, um, that that's their king. So that's yeah. kind of why you have why they try to hold on to that. Well, you know what? And 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 I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean to cut you off, on me. No, you're good, man. But I'm going to say this. Part of that, part of what you're saying is absolutely true. Like, I'm, I'm one of these guys that uh, I, I believe that there is this uh, chasm between the, the, the generations where, you know, the old school kind of feels like we better and the, and the new school feel like they better. Blah blah blah. I, I do feel like that exists, but I also think that well, if, they, they feel disrespected too. They feel that we disrespect. And, and listen, and listen, and 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 in some cases they should. In some cases they should feel at least remotely disrespected, um, especially for the folks that are of age enough to do certain things. But here's, a, here's, I here's the here's here's the thing though. You know while we may, or excuse me, while they may feel disrespected by what our generation has said, you can't approach every situation like you disrespected me, son. Because sometimes you're right. Like if you got a, a standard automatic uh, 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 Mustang, let's just say, but this man over here got a stick shift, 65 Mustang. And you think you're going to dust this dude? It them two, them two vehicles ain't even built the same, bro. Right. And you have to give that risk. Like, if we're going to race each other, you have to respect what I do. You got to. If we're going to face each other, if you can't respect what I do, you don't have to like what I do. You got to respect it. And if you don't respect it, that's why people get beat in the ring. That's why people get beat on the court because there's no respect level. So I get it. I understand that they feel a certain kind of way about about the respect. You know, but you have to give to receive, right? I got to give some respect to respect or excuse me, to expect some respect. Now, I just want to touch on something real quick and then we can, we can close out because we can, we can take this thing into next week. Right. Um, LeBron says something. So, a part of the problem is LeBron. So, the LeBronaholics, the, the uh, LeBron sexuals, as I call them, they kind of live on the things that LeBron does and says. So after the game, on the court, this guy was asked about being the GOAT or what the GOAT. He says, oh, I'll leave y'all. Oh, that's that's up to y'all. I'll let y'all debate. Okay. Then he goes and puts out a tweet that basically says, eventually y'all going to give me my respect, and y'all going to do this, and they going to understand all the things I put. Bro, you can't do both. You can't do both. You can't, on one accord, be like, oh, I'm all about y'all. Y'all do that, and I'm on some other stuff. And then you turn around and and and, and then want people to ride with you on this situation. You cannot no, do no, both. But, but, but that's LeBron being his normal passive-aggressive self. And this is that's, one of the reasons yeah. not, yeah. of the reason to me why he's not the GOAT. Yeah, that's always been his MO. You know. Um But I'm glad we
1: got that out the
0: way. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, you know, it's it's uh it's just getting silly, the stuff that I've seen. Um and people are especially like the 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 LeBron people are just going out their way to try to get their point across. And I'm like, and then two, you know, another reason why I don't want to argue about it's I'm not gonna change your mind, you're not gonna change my mind. Right. So, so why even continue to? I mean, it is what it is. So now, right. So now I'm I'm going to sit back and appreciate um, their greatness. And I'm interested in seeing now that kind of LeBron has kind of really submitted and stamped his legacy on the game. I'm interested now to see how he moves forward. He's going in what, to his 18th year? He really doesn't really have much. I don't think he's chasing Mike. I don't think he's going to try to chase six rings or seven rings or anything like that. Um I think, oh, no, I think he is. I think he, you is. think he is. Yeah. He said it years ago, like, oh I'm chasing ghosts. When he went here in Cleveland, he was like, Oh, I'm chasing ghosts. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And the ghosts he was talking about, as you listen to the rest of what he was saying, it was Mike. Yeah, but you know what? Like Father Tom was undefeated. And he's been I don't fortunate that don't yeah, he has been listen. fortunate Father to only Tom- have Father Time laid as hell injury. on LeBron. I'll tell you that right now. That's true. Father Time yeah. laid as hell on LeBron. Like, LeBron is still rolling yeah. to be 35 years old, uh, almost 36 years old. Now, it doesn't mean that he's going to keep up at this same pace, but while Father well, Time is – let's, let's see if the if the hunger is still there, especially well, uh, with I, I everything became, being in disarray. You know, the season is – the uh, you, uh, the scheduling is still kind of – Open Here's some the things that's being discounted, though, homie. You know, Golden State didn't have nobody. This year. They're going to have a lottery pick. Yep. And everybody that was on that team that beat LeBron short of KD, they're going to show back up. You got to see them dudes four times a year and possibly in the playoffs. And they'll so, probably finagle another free agent. And they so, uh, really hope. I really hope Giannis does not go there in the year I after hope he I'm doesn't talking. either. I don't want to see that. I, I hate I hate that whole talk, but I hope that doesn't happen. You also gotta account for uh Brooklyn. If Brooklyn can stay healthy next year. Like there's some teams that have pieces and you gotta also think there's a bunch of people that didn't even show up for the Clippers because it was the bubble situation. So right. while the Clippers went home, they didn't have all their all their guns blazing. They just lost because they didn't have right. you know what they needed to have, and they were you got home. some young guns and coming you up. And you still got to deal with Denver. Yeah, Denver uh, and um, an experienced Denver squad now. Denver so, and and Booker with Phoenix, they're coming up. Yeah,
2: Sacramento,
0: if Sacramento actually had a real coach. Yeah, they would be one of those teams on the rise, but they got rid of. Um, who was the coach they had? I think he came from Memphis, and I cannot mm-hmm. think of his name. But he was a really good coach and had them moving up, but he fell out with Divac. You know, Vladi is in the front office. Yeah, well, not no more. Vladdy gone now. Yeah, he, is he?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, because so they brought really in a new Vlady. coach, and that Vlady, guy can't. He, Vladdy he still thinks that Marvin Bagley is better than uh, Doncic. Or he, I, I won't, Let me let me refresh I that. thought Bagley yeah. would be better than what he is. I thought Bagley is going to pan out so that it won't look so bad. But, bro. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's up with way. Bagley. Because Sacramento has some talent with Buddy Hill and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah. Some they other guys. The they, should, they, they should be a lot better than what they are. They're one of the fastest teams. You just got to rein them in, like, in terms of a yeah. system. You got to give them a <sighs> run-in, and they don't have that right now, so um, All right. it just is what it is, man. I hope I never have to discuss the Lebron versus Mike right. as ever again in my life. I think it's one of the most
2: tired, I think it's one of the most over understood, over
0: misunderstood situations. I hate it, right? And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the whole um Biggie Jay-Z knife argument it's the same thing you say you a punk fan it's the
2: same thing right and on what reason in the world you man man
0: listen you can't tell nobody what they want to listen to or what Joe Harris sound like I love both of them i, I thought that argument was I mean, when the whole west coast east coast thing started they wanted you to pick a side I'm not picking a side. I love hip hop. I want to hear good music. Was, What'd you say? I was having a ball with it. I was, to all it just, I, was right. I was in a club like this. I was in a club <laughs> <of> like <five laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly, man. I just I love was, good music. I don't care what, what coast or no, what city it comes out of. Care. And, and, and they, What they ended
2: up doing was, was creating a lane that was even bigger for the for the South which I know y'all was already on the beat being down in Alabama at that time. And, and you know, it just allowed us who work in that particular region to love UGK more, to love Taylor right more, to love, you know, all the crap lot, like all them cats, like everybody that was on all those uh, different labels back then. And, of course, Mass right. came out of some of that stuff. So, I mean, this is why you can still have Multiple people do the same thing, and you can still give everybody love. It doesn't have to be one way. So you can still love LeBron and give Mike some credit, and you can still love Mike and get LeBron some credit. However, you can't be a Browns fan and give the stupid Steelers any credit for
3: anything. Cause
2: Not can, at all. Because they're idiots. And I only waited to say that to so Mark. But, but Mark already was about telling people. Yeah. <laughs> I tell it his face, what an idiot. <laughs> so, listen, we're, man, we're gonna um, have this show. Sean, you got any last thoughts, any glass second? Oh, wait before we go type things. You got anything,
0: good, man? good, want um, to announce something? Man. No, That's not at all. Cookies coming out. I mean, what's up? No, I probably will be having another cookie sale probably sometime next week. And uh, okay. when I do, I'll be posting that online. But um, as far as anything else, um, no, I don't have anything else going on. Nothing else to say, man. I think we pretty much covered everything I needed to be covered today. So I'm about to go ahead and get some sleep. I got to get up early tomorrow. It was a bad long show, it was actually yeah. long because we weren't supposed to do this LeBron segment. Uh, but, but, good, had, but good yeah. content, though, man. I think we had really yeah, it good
2: great content. No, It was great content. So I hope you guys stuck with us the entire time. Uh, again, we got a
0: lot of hits on our last show, so I greatly um, appreciate you guys. We got a lot of subscriptions as Definitely well. Definitely. Like and subscribe to our Facebook, not Facebook, page, Please. but our, uh, our YouTube page.
2: Please, and thank you um, again. On well,
0: come the,
2: to the uh, Facebook page too. Absolutely. Uh, on the YouTube page, it's two guys, two
0: guys, and a mic. Two one six. Come to the page. Subscribe. We'd love to see you comment. Tell us that we're full of shit. Tell us that this might be the best stuff you ever heard. We like it either way,
2: one way or the other. Let us uh, know how you guys feel. Also, we do have uh, a Facebook page, Two Guys Again Two W O, excuse me T W O, uh, and a Mike Two One
0: Six on Facebook. Come on, like some of our uh, our content. I put up a lot of sports content on a daily basis. Come in and let us know what you think. Right, and you can dialogue with us that way, too, because uh, yeah. we post we different dialogue. news articles, yeah. various stories, and, you know, in the sports yeah. world, and you can, you know, comment, mm-hmm. and we will reply to your comments. So. We absolutely will reply. Like, I, I don't, I, I would never leave you guys hanging like that. Uh, we would never leave you guys
2: hanging like that, so come on, check us out. Also,
0: you can email us at, again, two guys T-W-O, and a mic at gmail.com excuse me two guys and a mic 216 at gmail.com email us let us know if you like us let us know if you hate us let us know if you uh love us let us know if you'll never listen to us again because it all means that you listen to us once and we appreciate that. so thank you guys (laughs) uh you know uh we appreciate you guys sean I appreciate your time. I want to uh, throw another shout out to my guy, Mark. I appreciate his time. I appreciate his uh his uh, contribution to our show. I think we just did another great show, Sean, so I'll see you on Sunday. I agree. Hopefully, after a Browns victory, if we go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh, I'll be on cloud nine. I'll Please. be sitting here with, with a fit the Hennessy, a fit the a <laughs> Jack. Jack. Matter of fact, I'm going to go get me some ripple. Right. I'm going to have some some smothered pork chops. Man. I'm going I'm to do it. up. <laughs> we going to Pittsburgh and win, man. I, I Oh, my God. So let's, let's go Browns. Let's go, go Browns ahead and go to Pittsburgh. Even though I picked I picked against you, against my squad, but let's go ahead and, and, and go and get this. I don't know what's wrong. Listen, why do I do a show with a guy that picks against us? He's picked against us twice in the last two weeks. I don't know what's wrong with him. Damn. Hey. I'm, t- I'm trying to be objective, and I think he's trying to saying. be objective, and I am too. But I'm also trying to have some hope because <laughs> I'm tired of us always losing. Look, you know what? I was about to say something really out of pocket, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. No, don't don't do anyway. no, no, don't, don't do
2: it. We, we, we right. need Good to night get
0: because listen, we got we got listeners from my church. They yeah, already exactly. talking out of here and they cursed. So don't say that. <laughs> totally, totally out of pocket. <laughs> exactly. But listen, right. thank you guys. Everybody, for have a good I appreciate night. you, Sean. Man, love you, homie. Love you too, man. You got Peace. All right. You've just listened to two guys in the mic with Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us on Sunday after the NFL games for our next podcast. Until then, peace.